pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is R and R in the morning, a Tuesday edition. Congratulations, you made it. A lot easier commute today. Yeah, it wasn't raining today. Rainy. I understand some of our uh, east side of town got some hail, some wind last night. Cibolo, Live Oak. Did you get anything at all? I'm on the west side, so. Neither. James, you see anything? He wouldn't know. Back of my eyelids. Yeah, there he, you would, go. he wouldn't know. I, I saw some puddles on this side of town driving in, but we didn't get anything. There was like one of the exits off of 35 was like damn near flooded. Really? Yeah. I noticed that. I, you know, I was driving. I hate when, when I, I'm driving in and out of nowhere, you drive underneath a bridge and like a bunch of water just falls on your car. Yeah. And then you got, you're in a like, panic to hit the windshield wiper. Like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Did that come out of a body? Out of a what? car? <laughs> I mean, because it's completely dry. It wasn't right. like, and I'm just driving under the bridge at uh, on 410 at 281, and just like so, it's like somebody poured a like a cup of something off the top of the bridge and it hit my car. And he's like, Psh, like, like what a, was that? I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm, well, I'm praying it, it wasn't a body. Well, like, well, not a body, but maybe some sort of fluid. Oh, got you. Or <laughs> you know, but I come to find out, I realized that coming in this side of town got a lot of I rain. Hit, my side, yeah. there was no rain at all. What's well, going on, man? How well, you since we last spoke, we uh, the quarterback carousel continues to turn, though it is slowing down. Is it? <laughs> well, I think we're running out of running out of options. We still got Garoppolo and Baker. I think. Well, we still got Baker. No, I mean, I know. I'm just, I just throw Garoppolo in there because his name is. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah right, right. you're right. No, I but think I, he's I still, still just, he's still in play. But I see him staying in San Fran just as you do. It certainly feels that way. And Baker is getting treated like he's Mike Glennon. Again, <laughs> this is what happens with me. This is what I go. Like, I'm like, oh, man, Westbrook, Westbrook, he sucks, he sucks. And then when the rest of the nation starts kicking him in the face, I'm like, hey, guys, relax. You know, me, I've been kicking Baker in the head the rest of the country. <laughs> and now GMs are coming by kicking him in the head. I'm like, hey, hey, that's not Mike Glennon down there. I, I'm not a Baker fan. But the way he's being treated is he did just before he was hurt, the year before he was hurt, he did take Cleveland to the playoffs. They went 10 and 6 and went to the playoffs. Okay. Like, let's, let's put a little bit of respect on his name. A little. My God. Now GMs are like, who? Let me call you back. That guy can't get a job. Nobody wants to trade for him. Or they're offering a seventh. You know, like what's going on? Well, and it might behoove him. Is it that him. bad? Well, I think it is that bad. 
And I think it might be time for him to just very quietly go away. Maybe. Well, Maybe. Cleveland wants him to go away. No one's answering the phone. Well, look at what Deshaun Watson did. He went away and made $80 million more guaranteed. Maybe Baker should just disappear for a year. Cleveland wants Cleveland wants to trade him in the worst way. Oh, this. yeah. Or do they want him to compete with Jacoby Brissett for the backup? So we'll look at <laughs> Jacoby. We'll look at uh, Ryan to the Colts, Mariota to the Falcons. Jameis is staying home. We'll look at where all the quarterbacks are landing. New Orleans had no choice. No, they had no choice. I mean, I, I again, the, the fact that it took this long to get Jameis done lets you know that they exhausted all possibilities before they resigned him. Well, I was led to believe that Taysom Hill was the quarterback in the future. They did. They did try to sell us that Taysom was the QB. Sure. I mean, but that's what that's with Sean Payton. Sean oh, Payton. Oh, that's Sean right. Payton can get only. Ta- yeah, he can get James to thirty five hundred yards, ten TDs, and three picks. Do you think Taysom Hill believed that press? Do you think he actually thought that? Yes, I'm. I'm going to be an NFL quarterback. Absolutely. Okay. I think. Well, I, I mean, you have to be relatively delusional to go out and even try that, but. He wasn't that bad. No, Rob. he's not awful. But the way that Sean Payton tried to build him up, and the way they paid him, yeah, they paid him. Now, seven forty-five. I don't know why I find this so odd. You find all of these types of stories with well, these young with these youngins funny. So, Travis Scott and which one of the Jenners? Kylie. Kylie, the baddest one, the bad, in a good way. Yeah, had a child. And how old is the baby? month old i don't know a couple months how old is wolf Wolfie? how old is baby travis well no i should say months. That. i don't know but young enough to where he probably doesn't know his name is that a safe assumption yes well i've decided that wolf is not appropriate to young travis scott air protege go away or i shall taunt you a second time i, I is don't this Monty? know that came from monty python i it's funny bring me the dvd damn it i'm tired of y'all leaving me out go ahead rob no um See, I, when we get to the Monty Python stuff, I'd rather you not watch it. You like the bit? No, because you'll watch it and you're not going to like it. Okay. No, it's I just want you to date. watch it because I think you might wa- might like it, but 99.999% of the people who have never seen a Monty Python movie or skit will watch it, and it's kind of like beer. The first beer you ever had, you didn't like. Oh, gosh, I hated it. I and was nine went, years old. Yeah, you <laughs> My uncle gave it to me on my birthday in the backyard of my Uncle and P's house. And I was like, what is this? This is gross. Why on earth would I want to have this? And yeah. then you have another one. And then See. before long. And in 2022, they tried to arrest my uncles for that. So I'm glad that was in 84. <laughs> it was just suffering us all. <laughs> hey, keep now, in mind. What if they did a reboot, Rob? Would, you're a huge, y'all are huge Monty guys. And I know there's some movies that are near and dear to our hearts. And that we don't want to see remade. Yeah. It, you can't do that. You would you do Monty it? Python could not be remade. Is it too offensive? No. It's first first of all it's British. Yeah. And every oh. fat it's br- totally British. Okay. And British actors, British humor, British sensibility. Um I don't I just don't think that that Now they have that that style of humor has lived on. I, mean, I don't it's think you call it Monty Python, well, but you, you There's a lineage that went through Monty Python was there and then if you just you can think of the airplane movies and the the police. I liked airplane. Squad, the police squad movies, just genuine silliness. Airplane was funny. 
So that would be close to Monty Python. But I every time I try to get somebody to watch it and think that they're going to enjoy it as much as 13-year-old me did back in 1978. Right. Uh, no. That's what I was trying to tell Jimenez about Big Trouble in yeah. Little China. Like, when I was watching it every time it came on, I was nine. Right. So, different sensibility. And you carry the humor with you. You still laugh, even though right. the the 45-year-old you and the 9-year-old you still yeah. have the baseline humor. It's still the right. same. So, you're still going to laugh. But it, if... You know, it's just heartbreaking. I want I want you to like it, and you'll watch I it, won't. and then you'll not like it, and then you'll look at me like you're just a fool. Yeah, I know what you mean. I felt the same <laughs> way. And then with we're the gonna judge you. Well, I judge people by that, but I've, it, over many many years, I've learned that you know, you just some standards. Yeah, just some can't stuff doesn't stand to. the test of time. So got you. <laughs> we also got news late last night. What's this? That Phil Mickelson is not going to be at the Masters this year. Yeah, we got to discuss. First time in thirty years. That's huge. No Tiger, no Phil. Oh. Wait. I, Tiger's not... I thought Tiger was going to play the Masters. I what? I think he's going to play. He's I think he's going to play. Okay. Well, Daniel LaRusso's going to fight? Let's yes, see. I know play. Karate Kid references. Uh, uh, is he going to just come and be there, or is he going to try uh, to play? I, I thought Tiger was going to run. I, I hadn't heard that. I thought he was going to be there. Well, if Tiger's going to be there, be that's why Phil's not... <laughs> they can be, they'll be fine. Yeah. PGA's like, man, go away, hide. We we love you still, but just go away. We got to discuss that. Spurs get a light week this week. Two mm-hmm. games this week. They had a you know, they played three games more than most of the teams in the West. And for those of us that have watched the Spurs for a long time, we know one thing: that Pop is great in practice. Pop is great at getting things across in practice. That's why his teams have been so successful in improving all these years. And with all these extra days of practice. And you look at the schedule in front of them, that the team tank guys might be in trouble <laughs> because there are teams that are eager, more eager to tank than we are on the on the tail end of the schedule. And the next on the agenda, the Trailblazers, we're going to play them three times in the next two weeks. The Pelicans rolled in and smoked us. They lost last night. We're going to get them a couple more times, too. Let's look at this schedule and take a realistic look at the... the because I don't think Team Tank's going to be happy. I think the Pelicans won in. I think the Pelicans the, do. The want Pelicans it. won in. I mean, they went and traded for C.J. McCollum. They that game last night against the Hornets. They uh, they were diving. You know, they're it, they're trying to get in because again, this it's not a team that makes a lot of money, so they need all the extra games they can get. The Pelicans won in. That's that's a plus for the Spurs team tankers. Pelicans want to get a playoff and. Uh, the Lakers won in. Lakers, well, yes. Well, LeBron wants in. <laughs> I'm not sure about the rest, but LeBron, Dude. he needs the games for the points. That I don't know if it's about wins. He just needs more games to add more points to the to the total. We're we're chasing yards and and, uh, and milestones. I, man, I there's never been anybody to do it this good this long. That video, I, the, the highlight of him dunk, that looked like a it had been doctored. Yeah, I don't, y'all can have the GOAT debate, not y'all speaking to you in place, just the world can have the GOAT debate. To me, it's a subjective argument. You're not changing anyone's mind, so I'm not debating that with anybody, but I will I will debate anybody that. He's on Mount Rushmore. I don't know if he's the best ever, but he's one of those four heads. 19 years, 38, 10, and 12 in year 19, and he's leading the league in scoring. 
We've never seen anybody do, and not in basketball at this level, not this long. This is insane. But seriously, the the dunk last night. It looked like it looks photoshopped. It didn't it, look like, real. He elevated yeah. too quickly. <laughs> I, I wonder if it was one of those things where love, like his hip, kind of gave him a little. Did he kind of? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It just looked like it was a, a it looked glitch. Fake. Like, it looked fake. Like we found the glitch, and it's there. The, his head was at the rim. The bang, and he was. It didn't look real. It LeBron's didn't. not human. We saw there's a crack in the. A glitch in the matrix. In the matrix. That's it, man. I saw a couple of numbers fall when he jumped up right then. 2K glitch. I don't play 2K. You? Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a bit. I thought you were just a Call of Duty guy. Uh, Yeah, that's, I mean, but as far as play-by-play, 2K. Mm. But, you know, the thing about playing 2K is I have to play by myself. My kids are too good. And see, you, when you live that life, you know, what's weird, Rob, it's crazy because when I was coming up and when you were in Orlando, NBA live was the game. Well, it remember? Was, yeah, I was remember there when for the NBA live was NBA the live, unfortunately, I played a role in the death of NBA live. Why? I don't know. But when I got there, 2K, it was bad. Uh, when I got, when I arrived at EA, we had everything. Not only did, was Madden killing it. But we had NBA Live, and we had NHL, and FIFA. I mean, it would... FIFA. EA, we dominated this play-by-play landscape. There was nobody even close. Who... who and then 2K came and stole a couple of producers and um, invested a little bit more in the drive of the game, the, the guts, and made a better game. So yeah, they did. They just... They, they, out, they outflanked EA. So EA tried to dump a bunch of money that last year that I was with them and went and stole their primary producer and invested a little bit more and too to late. no avail. It, it was, was too late. Yeah, the, the, the horse was out of the barn. So, yeah, I was there for the demise. Well, of when you life. were at EA, Rob, who would y'all roll out the red carpet for? Like, make sure the house is clean. Like, this is our game. We have to make sure this is perfect. Like, who, well, who the, was the top dog? The hierarchy at EA was FIFA first. Really? FIFA was the primary engine that every other of the video games played off of. Because you got to think of how the way soccer is played can translate to every other game, whether it be mm. just five guys on a court with basketball. It's still a flowing movement. It's an object moving with a ball. So the primary investment was with FIFA. Everything new went to FIFA. And because, you know, hockey and soccer are so closely paired, NHL was a tremendous beneficiary to that. Mm-hmm. Now, what the, the, the things that drove normally would flow directly into Madden. What, what, what FIFA would, the new drives, the new technology, the new player movement and all of that would start at FIFA, then flow into Madden. Gotcha. So the investment so was damn, for FIFA. So FIFA was bigger than Madden was over there. worldwide. Uh, you got to keep in mind the market. Shoot it was it was yeah. ten to one as yeah. far as sales because the ten internet, to one. Oh, easily worldwide. Easily. Right. I mean, uh, we were privy to some of the marketing campaigns overseas, and yeah, it dwarfed even it dwarfed even Madden, and Madden is a hugely successful <laughs> franchise. But the hierarchy, the the promotion went to Madden internationally. Internationally, it went to FIFA. The dollars went to FIFA first, but every game benefited from the. From the improved technology that came out of it. But the th- this is what I wanted to like, and I know we got to get going. No. But this, you saying that because of the motions of a soccer player, you kind of use FIFA as the template for the rest. Mm-hmm. And this is why I have always said soccer players are the best athletes in the world. And I say that because if you took everybody in the UEFA, UEFA, 
and put them in the NBA. You took everybody in the NBA and put them in the UEFA. The soccer players are going to fare far much better. They're going to be much better at basketball than the basketball players would be at soccer. Soccer players can do it's one. You run for 90 minutes. There is no like, Hey, get them two minutes, get them two minutes, three minutes of rest because he's played 37 yeah, but they're minutes. They're all five, two. A soccer player. They're little bitty dudes. A soccer player gets no sub. The best soccer player gets no substitute. You got to play the full night because if you come out of a soccer game, can't come back in. I agree. They're a different breed. Like Hakeem Olajuwon, but Steve they don't Nash, throw. Tony Parker. They have no hand eye. You're what? It's all foot eye. You're not throwing the ball. Everything we do in America, we throw. Athlete. We throw. Best athlete. I, th- I you know I agree that, who, that who, soccer who players are incredible athletes, but in my experience. The the athletes that are that have the skill set that translate to everything else has been baseball, and I wouldn't have thought Rob, that. But, but the baseball, baseball player can't play soccer. I, well, I don't know about soccer, but I do know about football, and I know about baseball, and I know about basketball. That's what I know. I and play. baseball players universally seem to be able to play the other three, where, where either basketball might only no. be able to play one other. Baseball guys always seem to be able to play I all three. Put, I could put Mbappe in center field for any major league team. And he and he thrive. I don't know if he could hit. But do you think he could throw? Do you think he could have the arm? I think he could be taught. I don't think Mike. Well, Mike Trout's different. Mike Trout could play anything. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we can all agree. That's a bad. Yeah, but I don't think I could put Big Poppy at midfield. Oh no, no! I'm not talking about no. I'm not talking about put, those cats. Okay, I'm talking I can't about put your, Prince Fielder your, as my forward, like your typical pitcher or your typical third or first baseman. Those guys, that I think the hand-eye skill set is unique in, in sports. And, and it translates so easily. Now, soccer is, like I said, I don't know soccer. But no, 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 no. You but, know enough. But I know what they're great athletes. But I'm talking about if you just pulled a baseball player out and said, I'm going to teach you the game of basketball. And you pulled a baseball player out and said, I'm going to teach you how to throw a football. I think those guys uh, acquit themselves quicker doing other sports than soccer mm. guys do. But who do you feel are the best athletes? Well, what what sport do you think make the best athletes? Well, I think every in, every sport individual parts of it. Well, no, I would say if you're looking for the best athletes in the world, I would pull out a cornerback in football. I'd pull out a small forward in basketball. I'd I'd pull I out a, a left fielder or maybe a short a big shortstop or a big third baseman that has a cannon arm that could cover forty feet in. I think every sport there's those guys that translate to every other sport. They're just that freaking good. Yeah, but I think all I in all, total totality of athletes. I'm gonna say football. Totality of what you need. To, you have everything. Mm. You got size. You got you got little. You got fast. You got big. You got you. You got. I see what you're saying. But soccer and, guys well, are truly the. I don't know the, the the athletes in that. My gosh, they can go for you know four I'm, hours and just keep running. When I saw. When I saw, it's a great point because when I saw what Miles Garrett did in the celebrity basketball game, I was like, "Yeah, that's ooh, not even fair." He's a freak. Yeah, Miles. But then you know, I say that about soccer players. But then I think if you take our all of our NBA point guards and our NFL DBs, and they were soccer players Gee, from the whiz. time they were kids, yes. like can you imagine Westbrook and Ja and John Wall? <laughs> if they were just playing soccer since they were five, oh, at that size, at that speed, at that strength, on our, in our midfield, it'd be because again, once you when you're over there in the in the European world, those guys are a lot of those guys are six one, six two, six three, six four. They're big dudes, right? 
You know what I mean? They're lean and in shape, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you take our DBs, like our, our J-Ron Curse, and you put him as our sweep, oh, my gosh. It's because he's been playing since he's five. It's a different thing. So, But I do have – but, damn, then you got hockey players. They can skate backwards at 30 miles an hour. So I don't know who the best athletes are. I've always said soccer, though. I, it's hard to argue. But in my experience, as far as guys football that you're like, football are different. You know, you go, you, you go to a basketball, you go to a gym, and the mm-hmm. baseball team walks in, and those guys start picking up the ball. Five of them can <laughs> ball. You're like, dude, that's pretty impressive. You guys can play. Yeah. Well, you took five basketball players, you put them out on the diamond, we'd be stumbling around. You know, like, <laughs> you're right. So, or if you see a ninety mile an hour slider, shoot, man, you we, can't hit. That. I'd have to go change my pants. What was that? Right. I'd rather go guard Zion in the paint. At least I can run away from that. <laughs> Let's get your headlines. It's time for the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. Both New York teams are open to trading their top 10 picks. That's right. The Jets and the Giants, according to the Monday morning quarterbacks, Peter King, are willing to move... One of their early top 10 picks in the upcoming 2022 draft for an extra choice next year. The Giants hold the 5th and 7th overall picks in the upcoming draft, while the Jets hold the 4th and 10th. What does that tell you on his face? That nobody's overly impressed with this draft. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, what everybody has been saying. It is a deep draft. There are starters to be had. There's just not a lot of stars to put in front of so because my thing is, if this was a if this was a, a heavy draft, uh, and, and you're rebuilding like the Jets and Giants, you trying to keep both of those picks? I would think so. You know, the way I look at it is, you're either a uh, if you're a blue chip company, and your business plan is not for just this year, but it's five years out, it's ten years out. This is a great draft. Yes, the blue chips. The big Fortune 500 teams that have talent that really are just kind of moving on and a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick are essentially the same, that's when blue chips make their money. Great GMs, the old-school money. This is not a startup market. You're not going to – this is not a Bengals flash in the pan, get us a burrow and a Jefferson kind of move. (laughs) Moving on. Headline one. The quarterback carousel continues to spin as the Atlanta Falcons have traded 2016 NFL MVP and four-time Pro Bowl quarterback Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2022 third-round pick. In doing so, the Falcons had a hole at quarterback and decided to sign former 2015 second overall pick Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal. We'll get into this in the next segment, but... Is it an upgrade? Is Matt Ryan really an upgrade? I know we all hate Carson Wentz and his mustard jacket, but is it really an upgrade? Is that's what I want to ask y'all at seven thirty? <laughs> He's from Montana. Excuse Wyoming. me, spicy mustard is a little darker than mustard, so it's his spicy mustard commander jacket. At least he wasn't wearing camo. True. Maybe that was. He's, where's he from? South Dakota? North Dakota? North Dakota, South Dakota. One of what, the Dakotas. One of the Dakotas. He was North Dakota State huh? in college with yeah. the bison. The bison. Not a jackrabbit, but a bison. All right, move on. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Headline Zero. Speaking of the 2015 quarterback crop, the number one overall pick that year, Jameis Winston, has re-signed with the New Orleans Saints on a two-year $28 million deal, 21 of that guaranteed. 
He went 5-2 and two last season in seven games, throwing for just under 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. He was on pace for a good season, man, because mm-hmm. the thing about it, Sean Payton told when he got to the, the, the you know, to the New Orleans facility, he said, you got to stop throwing interceptions. And, you know, 14 TDs, 3 INTs, he was on pace. And he was 5-2. and two. Yeah, I, I... But Sean Payton's not there anymore. That's the worry, right? That there is no Sean Payton to take care of him. You just get the sense that, the you know, Jameis stopped me before I kill again Winston. You just, you know, I, I think that there are 17 interceptions just waiting to happen. Hopefully, he's, hopefully he took some of what he learned from Peyton and he's going to be able to roll it over to this season. But this is a, um, well, everybody's, Russell Wilson's gone, Aaron Rodgers stayed. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, we couldn't get Deshaun Watson, so we got to come on back, Winston. Jameis, stop me before I kill again, Winston. He's a, This kill again thing is taking the life of its own. It just seems like an interception just waiting to happen. I mean, when like, you throw 30 of them in a, in a season, 35 in a season, it kind of follows you. You know, Sean, you know, he, he appealed to Jameis's better angels. Right. Don't make a bad decision. But I still feel like those bad decisions just waiting to come out. That's fair. Well, we'll see. It's fair. How's Mike Thomas's disposition? Is, is he happy? I think he's. I think he. I think he'll be back because Sean's gone for whatever reason. They did. They weren't on the same page. Well, if Mike Thomas is happy, then Jameis should be happy. And he still have Kamara. Yeah. So you you got dink and dunk passes all year long. Right. Moving on. That's the four one one and a two one zero. James told us about it. The uh, deal is done. And Matty Ice is now a Colt. In replacement, Marcus Mariota lands there in Atlanta. What else we got? What's the other quarterback that we got? Those are the two quarterbacks. Baker, Garoppolo, where well, are they, they going to go now? Well, Baker hadn't moved yet. Garoppolo, we're going to talk NFL quarterbacks when we come back. Deshaun's deal changed? It, slightly. Um, but I do think that one of these moves was huge. Okay. I do think that one of these that happened... Is huge. All right, we'll talk about that. And whether you change your child's name after, you, after you've already gotten on a birth certificate, I know. <laughs> so what happens? Well, we're going to talk about if uh, there's one less wolf in the world. Because if he's going to ever need get a passport, he's going to have to get that birth certificate fixed. Sorry, Wolf. You just don't seem to live up to the name. We're going to have to come up with something. Is else. it Wolf with an E at That's the just, end? It's W O L F. Just Wolf. Not Wolfgang. Not Wolfie. Wolfgang Wolf Puck. Jacques Scott. No, it's not Scott. Yeah, it's Scott. Well, Jenner think... Scott. Jenner Scott. There you go. Can't live up to the name, Rudy. We had high expectations, and you're six weeks into this, and it just doesn't. You're not, you're not, not the wolf yet. we thought you were going to be. So, son, we're going to change your name. I'm all for it. We'll talk about the NFL quarter. I don't know why that angers me beyond belief. It should. I don't. I, it's, it's a get off your lawn kind of moment. My Definitely. lawn kind of moment. It's your day, Rob's day. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good today. NFL quarterback carousel is slowing down. We'll get you caught up next. Hang around. This is R and R in the morning. You lucky devils are on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM.
This is R&R in the Morning on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. R&R in the morning. R&R in the morning. There you go. It's a Taco Tuesday. <laughs> like to thank our favorite crocketeer, Jason Garcia, dropping by. Shout out to Jason. Appreciate you, Jay. He came out to Twin Peaks both days. Yeah, yeah. For Thursday and Friday. So he had to go to work as well. So He's a P1. One yes. of our primary P1s. Shout out to Jason. Appreciate you, brother. We do. We go do. Seahawks. Hope y'all get Baker. But if you do get Baker, you know Drew Locke's going to beat him out. That's just the way Baker's – that's just how it's going for him right now. He's going through the storm. But he after is. the storm comes the sun. There you go. I think. You just got to get out of this abusive relationship. That's all you got to do. When the police come, say, yes, I would like to go and be protected. Absolutely. Because they're looking for an adult in the room. So yesterday afternoon, we find out that the Falcons were willing to take a $40 million dead cap hit to get rid of Matty Ice. That's is that how we look at it? That we are so ready for you to get out of here that we will donate to the cause forty million dollars, or at least subtract that from what we get to spend to get you the hell out of here. Unless Matt told him, like, I'm not showing up because of what y'all did with Deshaun. Oh, I think that was exactly what happened. And while Cowboy fan could get upset with ownership on how they overpay and da-da-da-da-da, nobody did that. Arthur Blank, you get the award for the single worst contract signing in the history of the NFL. You had to take a $40 million cap it. Okay, so getting past that, the Falcons have their own okay. guapos to deal with now that they have Marcus Mariota to be their quarterback. But they sent Matty Ice to the Colts. And you had a... So, Matty will be the starting quarterback in 2022-23. Yes, for the Colts. And this will be their seventh season in a row with a different starting quarterback than from the previous season. And this is why it was a Darius Leonard. This is why Darius Leonard was like, dude, shout out to you, Wentz. Another year for me when I'm going to have another QB. So, that's where the Colts are. I mean, life after Peyton Manning and Benizi. I mean, Andrew Luck did go to two AFC title games. But, you know, they couldn't protect him, so he was like, no, dude, I'm not going to die out here on this field with y'all. I, I, I'm guardedly optimistic about the deal. I think that... The, if you the, like it. I, I think it's spectacular. Spectacular is I, a stretch, Rob. Dude. Spectacular? Wentz did not have a bad year. Uh, like? 20 and 7. It, 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 the, 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 thing, the, the Jaguars game erased everything good he yes. did. So, and I think we can all agree that Ice, or Matty Ice, is a little better overall than Wentz. Yes. But the one thing we know is the moment ain't going to be too big for him. At least half the game won't be too big. He'll beat the Jaguars. First half of any big game, he's going to be spectacular. At least from the last time we saw him in a big game. And he has a running game. When Matt Ryan, when he had Kyle Shanahan, and their running game was A1, Matt Ryan was a one. He is as good a play action passer as there has been since Troy Eggman. That's what he does. That is his stock in trade. I, you saw that. That was a, that's the most silence we've had well, on this show say, in nine months. Uh, he is no, a, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. A, he, I'm just thinking about it. He, he is exactly what Reich needs. Now, it, does he have an arm that's going to 
electrify you? No, but I, I'll tell you, they're not going to lose a big game because of him. No, no, no. I agree with you there. And, and Jonathan Taylor helps. And they have Taylor, a good offensive line. If they go get any kind of receiving help, go get Julio. Get the stretch. Yeah. Go get Julio. And draft yourself a wide receiver. I'm telling you, Colt fan, they're sneak. It feels very Ramsish to me. To go and just load. You feel like this is them loading up? They went and got a guy with, that is exactly what they needed. They don't need a superstar. And they're going to be in a division where you it's going to be a grinded out division, them in Tennessee. Yeah, I again, that's why I asked last segment, you know, is it really an upgrade? Oh, it's a huge upgrade. So then you have Wentz in the bottom of the barrel. I, I think that guy's trash. I think that he had zero respect from his teammates, and they won despite that. And it came to fruition when it when it really mattered. No, and if you look at the games that they won, there was like three to four games. I don't want to over-exaggerate, but there's at least three games last year where they won and Wentz didn't even throw 200 yards. Right. So they won so despite they won him. Um, he didn't. You're right. He didn't have bad games, but he didn't have great games. And I think Matt, Matt Ryan is capable at least a couple of times of winning him. Now, you look at the quarterbacks they've had. I don't know what, you know, the Phillip Rivers thing felt right, but Rivers was a bit of a riverboat gambler type. Didn't and he's really a little right. older and yeah. he's a statue. So I think this is a little bit different than bringing in Rivers. And I think this team probably is a little bit better because of Taylor. All in all, so far, I think that the Colts did a phenomenal job. I think that that not only did they get a quarterback, Atlanta ate a huge bite of apple with forty million, left them devastated. I I, I think the Colts played this perfectly. They didn't have to overpay for Garoppolo. And they got some picks for Wentz. And they got a couple of picks. So I, I think the Colts are in, in in stellar situation, especially considering that I, th- I think that Tennessee window might be closing. And see, that's the thing. I'm not, and uh, you know, Plus said the same thing. I'm not willing to hand the division to the Colts yet. I'm still going to go with Derrick Henry. Can we bet the total number of ground yards gained in one division? Can we pick that? Can we pick, let's I, say, about s- 8,000 rush yards coming out of that, of that division? <laughs> I mean, between the two, it's going to at least be 3,500. Uh, yeah, between between King, just two. Between King, Henry, and Taylor, I can see 3,500 yards. It's nuts, right? Yeah, it's insane. I, I'd say more than that. We get 17 games now. True. True. Uh, we'll have to see, man. I know Matt, Matt he, hasn't, he hasn't been good since 2016. Okay, on the other There's side of that. has been six seasons of him declining. And he, yeah, it, it has not been consistent, but there have been some other issues there. So we see what the Colts have done. The Falcons go immediately and land Marcus Mariota, which bridge, <laughs> bridge, bridge. He, uh, he's a career record of 29 and 32. 77 touchdowns, 45 picks, QBR of 53.4. Uh, 2015 through 19 with the Titans, his QBR was 21st ranked, completion percentage 23rd, TD to INT ratio 25th. So, um, I don't know what to make of Mariota. Bridge, I think he's a, I think he's been woefully underutilized for his skill set. And the good news is he's going to land in Atlanta and there's not going to be a whole lot of expectations. And he's got a decent wide receiver, um, a decent tight end. I receiver. Think, yeah, wide receiver, big well, wide receiver. He doesn't have Ridley this year. No, uh, probably will never. But, but 
I think Atlanta is, by every measure, completely rebuilding. And then you get to the Saints, and the Saints are still a playoff team. They're still a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they I mean, but Tom Brady's still over there. Yes. And that, at the end of the day, was I think NFC the Falcons South. looked right. Stan and looked over to Tampa and said, well, he's here for another year. We're Maybe not winning two. this year anyway. Let's just cut our losses. Now, we said this in jest, and you brought up Tampa Bay. Well, first of all, i got some breaking news regarding Tampa Bay. Uh-oh. This is breaking news from San Antonio Sports Star. After visiting the Patriots yesterday, playoff Lenny is returning to Tampa Bay. That's right, Leonard Fournette signs a three-year, $21 million deal to remain in Tampa. That's a good That's a good that's running a good back buy. quarterback. A good running back contract. Seven mil? Three years, seven mil. Don't you wish that Zeke was under some kind of deal like that? That's appropriate money. He's better than Leonard Fournette. Oh, I know it, but that's appropriate money for the running back position right now. I'd guarantee it. Shoot. What, the 20, the four, yeah, 21 million for Fournette? Uh, are we really that shocked? And I think I'll run it back. For, for, no, I was at no, New no, England. No, no. You know, I was about to sign, and I decided, no, I'll run it back. And he kind of gained his traction there. Toward the end of the season, had a decent game against the Rams. Looked good in that playoff game. They got down early. It was too much to overcome. But I mean, when Tom's when Tom's around, you you try your best to just run it back so you can have yeah. the best opportunity to get back to the ball. I just hope that he can put together three consecutive healthy seasons because that guy just can't. Who Leonard? Yeah, he just yeah. can't stay on the field. But in talking with Tampa Bay, this is now this is outrageous to even consider. And we'll go out on this note. How many yards away is Brady from 100,000 total yards? He's 15K away. So to get it, to get to 100,000 yards passing, he'd have to do about 5,100 a season over the next three years. What did he do get we, last year? If he didn't get five, it's close to five. He led the league in passing yards. I want to say he had 5K. I want to say he had 5K. So if he played for three more years, he could get to 100,000 yards passing would you place that bet in vegas man first of all never place a bet on tom brady in vegas okay or get in a land war in central asia but that's a whole other thing the only person close to tom that is still active because tom has eighty four thousand passing yards the next closest that's active because roethlisberger's retired rivers retired maiden retired drew retires matt ryan at fifty nine thousand. so He's 25K ahead of anybody else that's active. <laughs> I think that 100,000 yards, while we joke, I have a feeling that somewhere... Is that on his list at home, somewhere on his whiteboard? <laughs> it better not exactly. be. That there's a 100K on his dream board. It better not be. Or whatever those stupid things are. Uh, manifestation boards <laughs> whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Or at least he has a little sticky note on his bathroom mirror. Right next to your... Big enough, strong enough, and people like you. I, Rob, I've been meaning to buy one of those boards. Why would you call it stupid? I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with a manifestation board? It's okay. <laughs> I've been meaning to get one. I just haven't got around Do to Do you journal? I'm supposed you're supposed to. I've heard it's good for you. Do you journal? No. You don't write notes down like Rob? No. I'm not a journaler. Never have been. I've never been a journaler either. But I've heard there's power in writing stuff down and seeing it. 
I've heard there's power in that, Rob. I'm sure or is that there's a, something in it. Or is that a millennial? Hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. I don't but have I, one I'm yet. not the kind of that. Don't write me off. I don't have one yet. Now I'm thinking of it. Now I'm rethinking. Could you? I'm seriously. I mean, the journalists are the ones that, you know, pour their deepest thoughts on it. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> I just don't even know how to react to that. You know, you always go to those business development things or those. And they tell you, write yeah, you things st- down. You have to go through these just painfully awkward things that all I can think of is, please let me out of here. Much like this segment. Matty Ice, he's a cult. And his name was Wolf. Wolf Scott. Not anymore. He didn't seem to live up to the name. Let's talk about Travis and... What's her name? Kylie? Is that one? Yes. Is that one? Travis and Kylie's kid, Wolf. Right. Let's pick a new name. I wonder what it'll be. Let's pick the new name I think for we them. could probably do it for them. All right. We'll be right back. This is R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It's R&R in the morning. If you did any grilling, make sure you take pictures of it. Upload it to essaysportstar.com every Thursday at 6 o'clock. Jason Minix, Joe Ryan Eagle, give away a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. The finest meat purveyor in all of San Antonio. Do you know you're giving something away today too? I know that we are. Well, we got we got Luke Bryan tickets. Oh, my man Luke. Isn't that in May? No, that's somebody else I'm thinking about. You're thinking about Zach Brown. Yeah, that's the one who you and I are going to. When is the I'm, I'm looking forward here? August twenty fifth, I believe. Yeah, that's the lower. Right. Where is this set to be at? Where do you think? The Austin Place, the Matthew McConaughey no, Center. it's here in our beautiful AT&T Center, August the 25th. We'll have tickets all week long. Win a pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan's Raised Up Right Tour. Coming to our eight. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Raised Up Right. Oh, okay. Raised Up Right. You, you're raising them up right. You're probably listening to Luke Bryan. You can win some here. You can win some on the Blitz. Just listen to San Antonio Sports Star all day long. Where'd that come from? Did I, was that in my brain, or did that just come out? I know. Was did that, I just hear that did personally? Did someone say that, or was that a punch-in? No. Would you name your kid Wolf Rob? I, well, once I, I figure once you put it on a birth certificate, whatever your choice was, you're kind of committed. But evidently not. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have changed their newborn son's name. After announcing on their Instagram account back on February the 2nd that they had named a, a child one thing, they've decided to change it to another. On Monday, she posted another Instagram story announcing that was the name Wolf was no longer the case. The young Wolf Webster was really not, well, living up to it, maybe. Didn't feel like Wolf. We really just didn't feel like it was him, she said. Just wanted to share it because we keep seeing Wolf everywhere. Now, you said that there's another Wolf out there. I think there's another Wolf out there. I want to say Cardi B's son is Wolf. And then there's, you know, Wolf Blitzer. There's Wolfgang Puck. Those are the original wolves. Because their names are Wolfgang. They're German. Oh. They're not named after the animal. They're named Wolfgang. Oh. I didn't know that. Like Mozart was Wolfgang. Really? Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. It's a German name. Uh, I I don't know German history like but that. But normally they, but that, that wolf ends with an E. Wolf. Right. So these were just straight up wolves. 
You went pretty. You went pretty. You went pretty safe. You went Jack and Clay. I went, and it's family stuff. <laughs> Easy oh. stuff. Something you're not afraid to scream out in a crowd. Much like when you name your dog something, you have to have something that you can yell in a crowd without humiliating yourself. You don't want to, you know, like banjo. Act right. There's nothing. So you wouldn't want to yell out Northwest. 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 Oh, so Michelle Lorenz says Cardi B hasn't announced her son's oh. name yet. Okay, maybe See, now she can have one. Keep, keep us up to date, Michelle, because I thought some. I thought there was another baby wolf out there. Somebody's there's another wolf out there, Michelle. This just feels like an Instagram stunt. Like it's name our child. Help us name our child. Give me some names. Jason Momoa's son is Wolf. Oh, there we go. He and Lisa Bonet's son is Wolf. See, Wolf too- Momoa. You ever like had a that. Wolf Momoa? Yeah, it sounds like a. You wind up if you add cinnamon on top of that Wolf Momoa, it gets that much better. Hmm. I like, but you know what? All kidding aside, I like that name, Wolf. Yes, yeah, sure. I like that name. I'm not against the name. I just find it very odd that you name your child, you go through all the stuff, and a month later you go, you know, this baby, why not only f- is a baby, really doesn't appear to be a wolf to us. Doesn't really, it's not, we're not feeling what? it. But well, why not? Baby fi- would feel like a wolf. Well, maybe like when you, when you named it, you just were in a different state of mind. Why not fix it before you, before he knows his name? Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it, but maybe. Give it better consideration before you offer the name. And uh, yes, Wolfgang uh, for uh, the, the Van Halen, he was named for Mozart. This, see, y'all can't argue history with Rob. The guy's a history buff. He knows his stuff. It should be Wolf. I appreciate that. W-O-O-F. Maybe that's the way it should have gone. I was going to name my son Legend, but she came out a girl. Legend, that, that's different. But it's not about the name. It's about he was, going, he was you gonna, know, after a month, but legend, we're not feeling it. I think that's why God was like, nope, here's a girl, because your son's going to average one point a game, and his name's going to be Legend. I am. <laughs> I am Legend. And they're doing I Am Legend 2 with Michael B. Jordan, but I thought Will Smith died. He did. So how are they doing part two with Will and Michael B. Jordan? Oh, Because, see, there was alternate endings, though, Rob. What? You didn't know there was alternate endings for I Am Legend? What do you mean alternate endings? He died. What do you mean? There was alternate endings. Well, just because, well, I mean. So maybe they're going to use the one where he didn't die. Well, you, what do you mean? there? Were, you mean the <laughs> one that they edited out? Did they have released two yeah, movies? No. One where he did and one where he no, did? I'm just <laughs> I don't. I don't know because it looked like he died at the end of I Am Legend. I'm pretty sure he did. Looked like the house exploded when they ran the window, right? Wow, I haven't seen that. That was a good movie, too. I liked it. Didn't love it. Of all the zombie movies, that was one of the better ones. Of the spate of zombie movies that hit us all at once. Absolutely. Those were scary zombies. But, you you know, I had to do was be in the sun. True. Would you rather have those zombies or the walking dead zombies that just kind of stagger slowly? Stagger slowly. I could stay alive longer. Yeah. Those ones in I Am Legend, even, they were different. They were smart at night. The ones in The Walking Dead are idiots. Soft-schooled idiots. Where do you, but do you have to headshot the ones yeah, in Walking Dead? You had to headshot them. Okay. But you, I've but, never seen one episode of Walking Dead. Oh, man, I held on to that series for way too long. The 9 o'clock hour is going to be great. The 8 o'clock hour, eh, we'll figure it out. We what come do- back, let's talk to Sean. The trade has changed. What? And Phil Mickelson. And Phil. Very interesting with the Masters. Golf is in a state of flux right now. 
feel like they're trying to find themselves. We're glad you're with us on a fine Tuesday that. morning. Point. Enjoy your commute in. You know how you do that. You listen to us all the way there. This is R&R in the morning and here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh, Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R&R uh, in the morning. Good morning. Morning. You all right? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. It's R&R in the morning. morning. He's Rudy. I'm verklempt. I'm Rob. I was just, as we came back on, yeah, my, what happened? my computer had gone dark. Oh. And I was uh, scrolling my mouse to open it back up. And as I scrolled it to open back up, I was still on the article regarding a young wolf or young former wolf. And... uh they have another daughter. I didn't realize they had another daughter named Stormy. Stormy. With an I. You didn't know that they had a Stormy? You know about Northwest, though, right? Kanye's yeah, I knew kid. Northwest. Is that NW? What do they What do they call the kid? North. North? They call her North. Hey, North? And it's her. It's a she. That's a, that's a boy named North. Come on. Is it? You can't put a sex on a direction. <laughs> what? They all know East is women. Come on. Northwest. Stormy. Then he, I think, is a kid named Chicago. I can't remember the other two kids' names. Name the kid, like, Rain. Wait, is Kylie Stormy or is Courtney? Or, I mean, Chloe's kids. Well, Travis Scott's name is Jacques Berman Webster II. See, I didn't know he was a Webster. Thank you for the tacos, by the way, Jason Garcia. Appreciate it big time. Jason, you are awesome. Big time, brother. I, uh, Shout out to you and the Crocketeers. Hey, mama. Go ahead, Rob. Um, yeah, his name is Jacques Berman Webster II. I, I didn't know he was a Webster. I thought his last name was Scott. So who the hell is Travis Scott? Where'd that come from? That's like radio names. Yes. Um, was, he, uh, was he a Jacques Berman Webster when he was going to UTSA? Or was he already Travis Scott? I think he was still Webster. You remember Webster? The show? Did I do that? No, that was uh, Urkel. No, yeah, that was Webster Urkel. was uh, tragically... Stunted. What? Didn't he die young? Or is Webster still around? <laughs> Why are you killing Webster? I don't think well, Webster. brought him dead. up. I didn't. I don't think Webster's dead. I hope <laughs> little fella ain't dead. I think he did. I think little I, fella's gone. I think. I'm, no, I think Webster held on. I'm long. not gonna let y'all kill Webster and R&R. He is not dead. Webster is alive, being carried uh, around by someone. I. Uh, he. Is he? I don't know. I don't if he, he is, a, rest in peace. But I thought see, Webster uh, was alive. I would have sell uh, Webster. Long. I would have poured a little bit out on the block for I Webster. You might end up Emmanuel do, Lewis is his name. Yeah, yeah Emmanuel oh, Lewis. Or or a, but it's like political. His name oh, is Webster. This is not going to end well. I have a have a feeling that uh, uh, no, he's still alive. It's him alive. He's still around, man. See, fifty one. He's fifty one. Yeah. He's fifty one. He lives in, uh, well, he was born in Brooklyn. I got uh, kids from Brooklyn and New Jersey. He ain't scared of nothing. He's four foot three. What? Um, I, Phil think, I think we were thinking of Gary Cole. I was thinking of Gary Yeah, Cole. Gary's, Gary's, Gary's gone to Valhalla. <laughs> that, that series didn't do as well. Todd Bridges had run-ins with the law. Anyway. Wow. I got to get organized here. You're good. We're going to talk about a little Phil Mickelson that he is not going to be at the Masters this year for the first time since 1994. 
you know, the background on this was for those that have been following along um, that there has been a little bit of a, uh, a groundswell amongst professional golfers that there's a potential for a big money league put on by Saudi or the Emirates overseas. Uh, They've been pretty much shot in the head now, but yes, that was, it was, it was building some momentum. Yeah. The idea was to pull the 50 top golfers in the world, pay them ridiculous amounts of money and and allow them to have free access to their digital likeness and all the other kind of stuff that the PGA has kind of let, has kind of controlled over the years. And Phil Mickelson uh, was kind of behind the scenes. He felt like the PGA was in too much control over the individual Money-making rights for individual golfers, and putting it in the broadest sense. So he leveraged the, the Saudis, and he even said, hey, uh, yeah, these are bad guys. They they kill gay people, and there's public executions and all this. But if it's more money for us, I'm willing to. Well, when he did that. Because one of the companies that was sponsoring him was the business with the Saudi the, the Saudi people, correct? KPMG. The, KPMG, okay. The, the big accounting Now, firm. the thing about it, though, he went about it wrong. But see, the, the the thing about it, I didn't know that when he did these little one-on-one things or the two-on-two that he had to pay the PGA, I think mm-hmm. it was a million dollars and things like that. So there's some things that the PGA does that probably, I don't want, the, the word isn't shady, the, that are probably a little greedy. So he was right, but he went about it wrong. And again, you could say what you want to say. There is freedom of speech, but there's some consequences that come with freedom of speech. And one of those consequences, it looks like, Rob, is the higher ups at Augusta National have said, "Uh, take this year off. Do you think Phil is liked amongst professional golfers? Do you think there's. I do. I think they like Phil. I don't think they love Phil, but I don't. Why would you. What reason do you have to think, Rob? What gives you the the notion that there's guys that don't like him. What is it about Phil that you think guys would not like? Because the Masters is kind of like the uh, the Super Bowl. Yes, agreed. Where everybody gathers. I mean, if you've ever played any role in the Masters, you're invited home once a year for the reunion. And I know that the that the, the organization behind the Masters is, you know, very conservative. They always have been, and that's being kind. <laughs> I mean, in the lightest, easiest way to put it is they're conservative. They're in the stuck in the older ways, and certainly, you know, they would rather have zero publicity than bad publicity. And I have a feeling that when everybody gathered, they're afraid that Phil might speak up. But it just seems that in an era where, you know, Tiger is well, we know what is in flux. We don't know. It seems the back like the, nine, literally, literally the back nine. And while I was shocked to hear that he's actually going to try to play, I didn't even know I, that. I, 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 we could be wrong. I, I don't know. know. I, I would like to think he's going to try, but to just. Decide Phil ain't coming because of those statements. I found very interesting. And it might be in the long term for the game itself, the best possible thing to do. Just get rid of the much like this year's Super Bowl didn't have the Patriots involved at all or Tom Brady involved at all. It was refreshing. Maybe the Masters without the backdrop of Phil or Tiger or any of the other names that are slowly dropping into the past might be a good thing. At this least is the, the thing, though, Rob. Let me, let me ask you something about Phil. Who would you rather have a beer with? Phil. I don't care. Name any other golfer. I'd rather have a beer with That's Phil. what I'm saying. That's why I don't think the guys dislike him. But is there an arrogance to him that he would say, you know what? I'm so big that, you know, I have surpassed what the typical golfer deals with. 
I don't have to, you know, I'm not one of the guys that's, you know, plugging along for 50th every week. Just, right. well, you know, plugging along, still making three, five million a year, but still plugging along that you're, I'm so much bigger now that I would rather sacrifice what is, you know, keeping bread on the table for you for me to make X amount more and not only make more, but pull the 50 best. So suddenly as a regular golfer, my platform has been significantly diminished. So you're just taking food off my plate at the end of the day. See, I think Phil was taking the Randy Gregory route. Like, yes, y'all made me. I made my millions with y'all. But there's some things that I don't like what y'all doing. Mm. And I'm going to consider other options. While the other guys are like, yo, man. I'm going to take it PC. I ain't going over. Exactly, man. Going, I'm, I'm worried about Galloway. I'm worried about TaylorMade, Adidas. Like, once they saw what happened to Phil, everybody, all of a sudden, everybody was, like, everybody was like, oh, man, I'm staying to PGA. Well, keep Props to Tiger. Tiger said a long time ago, like, nope, PGA, those are my people. Not doing it. Not going anywhere. So, but it's, it's funny for Augusta, Rob, to play holier than thou. And just, what, 10 years ago, they were telling everybody, we don't care. We don't want any women here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was maybe a little longer than 10 years yeah. ago. But remember the whole, we don't have any women members, and they were standing with their chest out. No no women here. Now, all of a well, sudden. You know, you can come play on Mondays. Yeah. Mondays for Ladies' Day. You're welcome to I come think, and play. I think since they've added two women. But they had their chest out about not have, it's a private, it's a private club. And we say no women, no women. And now y'all are going to play judge and jury on Phil? People forget about that. It's our job to remind them. It also goes to just the deep lineage that golf holds. It's a different. There is something oh. about the the nature of the game. It's totally different. That it it, it it has the sense that baseball has. Like we ain't changing, and ain't nobody gonna try to change us. You try to change us. It, it, there's this past. Not pastoral is not the term. It's just the the attitude that golf has. You just don't turn the battleship. You don't. It is what it is. We are and, who we are. And it will and we will be who we are next. We're not changing. Right. And I think that the Masters is the 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 anchor to that. They are truly that deep waters. This hurts. I feel this hurt today. I think I so. I know Phil is a prideful dude, but this like you said, Rob, this is the Super Bowl. Getting that email or text or call or from from the from the guys over there. I know that hurt because, like I said, this is this would have been thirty years. This would either his thirtieth consecutive or his thirty first. One of those ridiculous numbers that hurts. So Tiger, go play around. Not Tiger, Phil, go play around in Saudi, or come to the Valero. Yeah, come to the Valero, Texas. You can say what you want to here. Matter of fact, (laughs) most people probably agree with (laughs) that. We don't care what you say here here in Texas. Come on to the Valero, Phil. We raising them right. Come on down here to the Valero, Phil. I'll be sitting at the 18th waiting on you, buddy. Raised up right. That's the tour that Luke Bryan's on. If Phil comes to the Valero, I'm wearing a Freedom of Speech t-shirt. I'm getting one made. My t-shirt guy, you know who you are, CV, get my t-shirt printer ready. If he comes to the Valero, I'm wearing a Freedom of Speech t-shirt. And I'm standing next to Rob the whole time. (laughs) So he can take the heat with me. Come on, Phil. Come on, Phil. We'll take you. Now he's gonna, he's gonna what? He's gonna. If I'm Phil, you retire? No. Oh no. But uh, he's a, he could. This could go one of two ways for him. Okay. 
If I'm Phil, I continue to shake in the apple cart. I'm already down the road. What? So you're going to just continue to troll the now, PGA? I, I continue to troll the PGA for what I'm chasing, but not with the Saudis. So you could continue the fight being like, hey, I'm not going to go play in Saudi, but the PGA is still doing X, Y, Z. Yes, I think he needs okay. to continue. I stand tall on this one. You've already you've already fallen on your sword. They're telling you you can't even come you know to the what, Masters. Rob, What's it going to get worse? I am all for a solid troll. I'm I'm down with you on this one. I'd be standing on the outside. Yeah, let's talk about my name and likeness. I have to pay you guys a million dollars to promote the very sport that I'm trying to save? Damn. The stand 10 toes on that. You're right. Leave the Saudi situation alone, but you should keep trolling the PGA. I'm all for that. They picked the fight. And Come fight. And the thing you said before the break that is so true, they're in a, what are they going to do? <laughs> what are the PGA going to do? I don't know. When Tiger Woods just won most popular player and he don't even play anymore, you're in a bad spot. Because, again, like I think LeBron could win some poll like that, but we know once LeBron retires – the game is still in great hands. We can't say that about golf. Like, Brady could have went away this year. He's speaking of the NFL. Game is still in great hands. We have Josh Allen. We have Patrick Mahomes. Hey, thank you, Tom. The PGA's in a bad spot, man. What are they going to do? They've been Rob, they've been trying to figure this out for about seven, eight years. And they can't do it. And maybe Phil sees that. Mm. that they're going to have to be able to expand their ability to reach folks well beyond just through the PGA lens, through the individual players' lens. Treat it a little bit more like individual contractors. Because there's not that guy right now that can make basketball football guys say, Sunday afternoon, Mm -mm. I'm watching the U.S. Open. They don't have him. It's either that or I'm going to have to watch beer bottles getting chunked on the 16th. Hey, that was the biggest. That's the biggest thing that's happened in golf in the last two years. Think of that. Consider that as we go to break. Consider the biggest thing in golf that happened in the last, well, since Maybe. Tiger's car wreck. Right. Well, sheesh, yeah. Has been, hey, we get to party on the 16th in Arizona. Damn, that's not a good place to be. And maybe this is a good first step. Could keep trolling, Phil. When we talk Spurs, we talk with the deepest and most greatest sympathy to Spurs fans. Although. You team tank types, you might have some trouble. Spurs get to practice this weekend. When you look at their schedule finishing this thing up, it's a veritable who's who and who's that's. We'll talk Spurs next. But first, we got to get you caught up. James is busy with his silver hat in there and putting them all together. It's time for the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. It's a good hat. Headline 2. You look like you should have a white jumpsuit on. I really like this hat. A NASA? Yeah. Are you looking like Pete Davidson? Wow. Well, going he, to the moon. Not anymore. Not anymore, he's not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what we got? New Orleans Pelicans star big man Zion Williamson not expected to return this season, according to Sham Sharania, the athletic. Williamson has yet to play this year due to foot surgery this offseason, but was cleared for basketball activities earlier this year, giving hope to many that he may return for a postseason push. The Pelicans have 11 games left this year and currently sit ninth or 10th in the Western Conference as Williamson has played in just 85 games over the past three seasons since he entered the league. For mental health reasons, I think we got to stop fat shaming Zion. (laughs) 
Nah, for real, y'all. Why y'all see this? Is <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. Like, look at what Ben Simmons is going through, man. We got to stop fat shaming that kid. What if this sends him into a dark place mentally? Because Pledge started off the, the the headline with Big Man. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, just take a fat shot right out the headline? Well, I mean, how else do you refer to someone that really doesn't have a position? I mean, he's not a center. He's kind of a forward. But I'm he, just trying to he adapt. The ball. I'm trying to adapt to this new world that we live in. Like, in my days, we could play the dozen and we could talk about each other. I'm sorry, what would you have called uh, Patrick Ewing back in the day? Yeah, he's seven feet. Zion is 6'5". Yeah, he was 6'5", man. I thought he was 6'10". What? Zion? No, man. 6'8"? No. He's probably about 6'5", 6'4 and a half, 6'5". I don't care. Don't don't go by the tape. No, no, I'm going by the tape. He's a big man. He's a big man. I'm trying to. Ain't no problem with saying that. Ben Simmons can't even play basketball anymore because we shot shamed him into making himself crazy. I believe that Zion is done in New Orleans. Oh, in New Orleans. I thought you were going to say NBA. I think he's done. I think that, you know, he's got his, his. He goes into a contract year next year. He's a restricted free agent right now. I think that I would be shocked if he lines up with the Pelican uniform next year. Shocked. Mm. Because the Pelicans are in it to win it. They have nothing to lose but to get him on the on the court. Now, either he is never going to be a Pelican, or he's close, and then he's never going to be a Pelican. It, he's been out a year. He came back and warmed up. They brought him back from Portland for a reason. But see, this is what's crazy about today's athlete. Like, you trying to make it seem like the Pelicans are the problem. Oh, no, when I think it, he's the problem. No, he's the problem. Yes, he's the problem. So how does he want out when you're the problem? No, I want him gone. No, I I'm not he... talking about you, Rob. Oh. I'm talking about him and his group oh. since we're going yeah. like Kawhi. You, your group, your family trying to make it seem like the Pelicans haven't done right by you when it's the exact opposite. You are the problem, sir. Mm-hmm. Hold so on. how do you want out? How is he the problem yet I get in trouble for calling him a big man? Because I'm not fat shaming him. But you're right. You can fat shame me. I'm I'm from the 70s. You can say, hey, Rudy, your ass is too big, and I'm going to laugh and agree, and then we're going to go eat. I'm going to shame you. I'm going to go listen to I'm from a different cloth, literally. Any, any tacos left in there? No. You can fat shame me. You can't fat shame these kids. We make them not play basketball while they're making $35 million. But would you, as a general manager, looking at the possibility of having to pay him... Now, he's obviously not what he was. But his next deal will probably be upwards of 25 to $30 million a year. I, yes. I'm like other, any Would other you trade for that? Yes. Because like uh, most GMs, Rob, I feel like I can fix it. Right. But has he hit the incentives to be super maxed? No. I don't know what it is. You got game. You got you to win an award, dude. Not most improved. Oh, yes. I can fix Zion. <laughs> I would take Zion. Yes. Well, I think that's where they're headed. Okay. Moving on. Headline one. Patriots offensive tackle, or at least offensive tackle Trent Brown, agrees to a two-year deal with the New England Patriots. He returns back home, helping to solidify the right side of that offensive line for second-year quarterback Mac Jones as starting guard 
Shaq Mason was traded to Tampa Bay earlier in the start of free agency. Trent's a hell of an offensive lineman. How many teams did he play for? He was starting in New England, ended up with the Raiders, and I think he played somewhere else this past season. As long as I can keep him happy, but um, at some point, he's a headache, right? right? Everywhere he's been, all I ever hear about is he wants to be someplace else. <laughs> but when you go to that team, you, you tend to act a little bit different. All I know is Belichick will only ask you to do what you do well. So he will be fine. If he brought him back, he works well with what they Absolutely. Do, so. And, you know, if he can't drive block, he will not be asked to drive block. They'll find somebody else to do that for him. Agreed. Moving along. Headline Zero. And finally, a couple of coaching changes around college football. Now that uh, teams are being knocked out of the tournament, those smaller schools... Uh, coaches are finding bigger school jobs. Maryland hires former Seton Hall coach Kelvin Willard as their new basketball coach, replacing Mark Turgeon, who, res- who resigned back in December. Willard arrives in College Park after 12 seasons at, seasons at Seton Hall. It's a seven-year deal that averages more than $4 million a year, putting Willard near the top of the Big Ten basketball coaches' salaries. Also, LSU is hiring Murray State's Mac McMahon, as their new basketball coach, LSU, fired head coach Will Wade just before the start of the tournament amid NCAA allegations of wrongdoing connecting him and the LSU program. A couple things. Uh, Kevin Willard's a great hire. He yeah. comes from great stock. His dad was a head coach, Ralph Willard, legendary coach. Um, coming out of Maryland needed this. This is a good hire for him. The right state coach. Shoot, all that guy did was recruit the guys that couldn't quite get into the ACC or SEC and put together winning basketball teams. Another great hire. Then the next one is Shaheem Holloway. Is he Because the, the money's coming. Whether he wins another game or not, I wonder how long St. Peter's will be able to hang on to him. So, so Murray State, this, this coach, he didn't know that LSU was coming in while he's, while he's getting beat by St. Peter's. He had no idea that he was about to leave. Well... You see what I'm saying? Agents about- don't inform their like, people man. until later. They have no clue. That's Rudy? why I will not listen to the Nick Sabans of the world about how bad the transfer portal is. I will, because you have Brian Kelly in somebody's living room eating sweet potato pie with his agent in the car while the car is running. Matt McMahon is on the sideline drawing up plays. Knowing damn well he's headed to the boot as soon as the buzzer sounds. He didn't. It's like how much time have they had to do this? He didn't know already that he was going to LSU. This came together overnight. Keep, hey kids, keep on transfer portaling. That what what day did they lose? What day did Murray State lose? Sunday, Saturday, or Sunday? Saturday. It's Tuesday. Well, he would have had the job whether they won or not. It was I mean, just a matter of when he was going to move on over. But I'm saying, you know, I, you coaching knowing you're gone. These my, things come together very quickly, Rudy. Nonsense. Let me tell you, my eyes were opened when the San Antonio opened their, uh, hosted their very first Final Four back, what was that, 96? Yeah, what happened? When I was downtown, I forget which hotel, I believe it was the Hyatt, and I just watched all of the D1 coaches because the Final Four is also the National Coaches Convention. Right. And I just watched the high-end D1 coaches sit and hold court hiring coaches. It was a 
It was a hiring fest. Everybody had, and this is back in the day where they were literally walking that around with cool resumes. And I, you'd see Calipari sitting over there. At that point, I think he was at UMass. And you had, uh, um, we were sitting with Tony Baroni, former uh, Aggie coach, watching him assistant. It's a job fair. I mean, that's what it is. And this season is the job fair for basketball coaches. We gotcha. all know it. Everybody's interviewing. There's The feelers are out. Teams know that they're looking, so they're scouting, and it's an opportunity. You might have five coaches in one city at one time. You can go interview them, much like a combine. So this is the season. So, yeah, there, we're going to see some, some movement, and you're right. Next time anybody bitches about the transfer <laughs> portal, next time you hear Nick Saban complaining about the transfer portal, well, Saban's on the top of the mountaintop. He climbed up that mountain by vacating jobs. Oof. And again, I'm having some fun with Matt. No, no, you're right. But uh, come on, man. I, I'm all for it. Go get more money. It's a, it's a great job. SEC basketball is on the rise. Who says no to that? And we're looking for the next. We're in, we're in a period of transition in college basketball. We are losing the minds. We are losing everybody. Bayheim's not not long for this. Neither is Izzo. And we know Coach K is saying goodbye. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Self or Jay Wright, two of the mainstays, one of those guys in the NBA next year. It is time to get some new blood. So new coaches in new places, I'm all for it. Yeah. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. That Wright State team was fun to watch, though. I don't remember them. That was where, you know. Wait, did they have a yellow uniform? Yeah. Okay, I remember now. Well coached. Yeah. Well coached. Tomorrow night, uh, uh, the the boys are going to be out. Texas Cheer Liquor, right? The Blitz, yes. You're going to be out there. Texas with Cheer Liquor number two, walking distance. Yeah, I'm going to go by there. You're going to walk over. Yeah, I'll walk over there. But now he has Joe. He doesn't really need me anymore. Like when he was oh, flying, we so- all need Remember? you, Rudy. When he was flying solo, like what time are you get in there, Rudy? Now he's kind of like, if you can, you can. <laughs> you know, like- what time are you going to give Joe a ride? Yeah. Is he, is, what's because what time is Joe coming? Yeah, that's all that matters. Well, they're going to be out all week. So Dude. Wednesday night, everybody going. To, we'll all be out at Texas Cheer. Thursday night, we're going to be at Pinkerton's. So wow! We'll, so it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Pinkerton's, um, and then a Saturday out at Pinkerton's as well. We're busy, busy, busy. So you want to come out and hang with the Yingling? Uh, I want to name it correctly. The Legacy Park where Pinkerton's is. It is known as the Yingling. Let me find it here. Yingling Lager Hoop City. There it is. Damn, Yingling come down here. They just got here. They name stuff after them. Absolutely. And you want to come on down to Pinkerton's all weekend long. Watch your favorite basketball tournament games. They're going to have the big old jumbo screen up that they had for the playoffs a couple years oh. back. Got, uh, oh, they had it win. for UTSA. Uh, that's what I'm, yeah, the yeah, UTSA yeah. playoff. Uh, Yingling Grizzly Ice Chest and other prizes are going to be given away during the live broadcast. They're going to have Pinkerton gift cards. Yingling Lager, of course, going to be poured. Light Lager 99, Golden Pilsner plus Yingling Flights, all for 4 bucks. That's at the Yingling Lager Hoop City at Pinkerton's Barbecue at Legacy Park downtown. That'll be going on the 24th through the 26th. Look, we're, we're hosting a party. We're inviting some honored guests in. We've got four fine teams, and we're going to look at the teams that are going to be in town at 9 o'clock as we look forward to that. But first, after headlines, we're talking Spurs. We're going to look at their uh, closeout of the season. Team Tank, all those that are riding on that tank with Jimenez, you might want to look at this schedule. It might be more difficult to tank than you think it is. I see brisket mac and cheese in our future. <laughs> yes, yes I do. <laughs> yes. If you have not had the Pinkerton's brisket mac and cheese, if there if sunlight has a taste. 
everything you say at least once a week you say something i'm like where the hell did he ever hear that what do y'all what, what were they teaching y'all in college station just a whole bunch of different sayings it's I'm like okay i'm rolling with this talk some spurs and go have a bite of sunshine here on r&r in the morning this is san antonio sports star espn am 1250 and 1033 fm Sports breakfast for your ears. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R and R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. It's R and R in the morning. Hey, who wants to go see Luke Bryan? Everybody, uh, calm down. Yeah. I heard um. <laughs> now, he's Luke, a, did he do the Super Bowl? I think he did. He did Luke? No. Wait. One of the country dudes did the Super Bowl recently. When I say recently, I mean maybe four or five years ago. One of them did. One of those new wave country dudes just did it not too long ago. We we I thought uh, it was Luke. Did no. Chris Stapleton do it with no. Justin Timberlake? No, we we ran it. He was in Minneapolis. He did. He didn't do the whole halftime because that was Justin Timberlake. Yeah. But we ran into the dude. It wasn't Luke Bryan. Um, Brad Min- Paisley. Yeah, it was Paisley. We ran into in Minneapolis. Well, Luke Bryan is coming to San Antonio August the twenty fifth on his Raised Up Rat tour. Just keep it locked in here all week long as we're going to give away tickets like we are right now. 656-3776-656-ESPN. That's our Kiyobasa Bacon phone line. If you're caller number one, quick on the dial, you're going. Luke Bryan. We'll do it again tomorrow. We've also got Valero, Texas open tickets to give away on the Blitz all week long. This will be round two action on Friday. The boys will be giving that away today a little after four o'clock. Spurs uh, have a couple days off with 500 over the weekend. Practice, practice, practice. This is what this young team needs, right? A lot of the NBA needs, but that's the that's the problem with not a problem, but that's one of the things in the NBA. If you have a young team, you just don't get to practice. It is hard on the fly. Yeah, it is so hard to adjust mm-hmm. because you're adjusting to something that you need not adjust to. It's a different team, right? Um, and. You know, your basic premises, and we know what Pop has always been like, learning the, infra- the, the the infrastructure of the offense is one thing. The defense seems to be the thing that takes so long for teams to pick up on. Now we're at the end of the season. And there's, I'm not sure there's a whole lot more to be brought in other than this is a team that really made a bunch of deal, made a deal that really altered the, the franchise while they're on the road. Uh-huh. Now they get some time to practice and are really kind of winding up the season, and it appears... As they sit, they're not getting any help from other teams that are tanking. Pelicans went down last night. It didn't help. Hard-fought game, though. They get the Trailblazers tomorrow night. Then they get the Pelicans. Then they get the Rockets. Oh, they play the Pelicans again. They're going to get the Pelicans several more times. Huh. But they're also going to get the the Trailblazers three times. They're going to get them tomorrow. Then they're going to get them the last two games of the season. They play a bat, well, uh, kind of a home and home. Or the Spurs come here, or the Trailblazers come here on Friday and then on Sunday, April the 3rd. And then they kind of wind things down, finishing up against the Mavericks. But when I look at the Pelicans, Rob, who, that's who they're fighting for, right? Hey, the, the, it's a three way race, right? Well, now. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to leave the Lakers yeah. out, but 
They have the Bulls, Spurs, Lakers, Portland, Lakers. It's tougher for them. See, they got Lakers twice, and the Lakers are trying to get in. So then you got the Clippers, Kings, Portland, Memphis, Golden State. They have a little bit tougher schedule than the Spurs. They do. And the so decision, we might sneak in on the backside, Rob. And the decision not to bring Zion back, while I do believe the Pelicans are all in for the playoffs, there's nothing to. It seems it, there's it, nothing to me to, the way they're playing. It seems like they're trying to get in. Yeah, and there's nothing to really be gained as far as lottery pick for them. And they don't need another lottery pick. They just need to, you know, figure out what Zion's future is and round things into form around the edges. But the basis of what their team is is already formed. Round, no pun intended. Yes. There. Um, and also, Rob, I mean, it's a no-brainer to shut Zion down. Like, by the time you get him back into shape, the season would be over. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, what's the point of even trying to bring him back? Because he's not in, no, he's nowhere near game shape. But I could put him in for eight, ten minutes a game. Oh, and get, if you, you wanted know, to. Gets, get, uh, you know, six, eight points. And if it's not working, it's no skin off mine. Just go sit down. But, True. Um, but then there's the problem with the Trailblazers. They're quick. They're done. They've, they're, Dame's done. They put him on the shelf. And we've got them several times. We've got the Rockets that they're done. Well, this is only a problem if you want to tank. Well, that's the, therein lies the rub. Now, the Nuggets, they're charging. The Timberwolves are charging. The Warriors, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Warriors. The Mavericks had a huge win last night against the Timberwolves. That was a big win. That was a playoff-worthy win for Dallas. They're charging forward. So you can you can kind of pencil in the automatic losses, the teams that are truly you know <clears throat> fighting for. Right. Portland has position. lost 10 of 11, Rob. Yes, they're done. <laughs> They've lost 10 of 11. And we get them 11. three times. Yeah, and Portland gets Houston twice. <laughs> they get the Spurs three times. This schedule worked out perfect for Portland. So I see six wins in here. Well, the Spurs? Yes. I see six wins. I think six wins gets them into the play-in. The, well, because because of the Pelicans' schedule? Because of the Pelicans' schedule. Because the And also because the Pelicans and the Lakers are going to duel it out. They're going to eliminate one or the other. I can see the Spurs going on a little four-game win streak. I think they beat Portland. I think because New Orleans embarrassed them the other day, they get New Orleans, yes. and then I think they get Houston. So considering they just beat Golden State, we could be staring at a four-game win streak. And then they get the Blazers twice in the same couple of days on the first and the third. But those last four are all against playoff teams. Nugs, Wolves, Warriors, Mavs. They lose four straight to finish the season. Well, we would have thought they lost to the Warriors the other day, and they didn't. But no. there, there was no step. Well, there, that, there's not going to be any step no, that game. That was a blind squirrel finding a nut. That was Keldon Johnson just luckily being in the right place. And, you know, success is, you know, preparation meeting opportunity. So uh, we'll take it away. But let's be realistic. They, they, I don't think that was in the cards to win that game, and they and they staggered into it. At the end of the day, I think we're watching our potential uh, draft picks play over the next couple of days. I really think this is going to come down to April 10th. I don't think we're going to know what's going to happen until that last game of the season against Dallas. Boy, Dallas looked good last night. You know who else looked good last night? The, the Sixers looked good, and, it, and without Embiid. Tyrese Maxey is turning into man. What a what a what a great draft pick! And man, those Kentucky boys continue to impress me. Continue to impress me, man. I'm in love with the Kentucky guys. Again, I'm torn on the Sixers, Rob. Like it came out the gate, they won four in a row, and we're like, oh man, this is the favorite. And then it kind of hit that wall. It kind of hit that wall, and Boston continues to thrive. You know, breaking people's ankles. 
playing defense. They look good. I'm not. Yeah. Only team again. It's probably going to be the Bucks. The Bucks are probably going back to the finals. But there, we'll have to see. There is a long way between here and there. We are sure? I, every time we talk NBA. Are you I, sure I, it's a long time I, between? Well, is, I, I, are they building somebody that can a robot that's going to be able to stop Giannis? No, I, I no. There's no one that can stop Giannis, and there's no one that can stop Embiid, and there's no one that can stop Tatum, and there's a lot of no one can stops. I got the Bucks or the Celtics. I'm counting the Nets and Sixers out. I'm for the Celtics just because I'd like to see Ime Udoka. I hopefully, uh, hopefully what about Nia the Lakers. Long. You putting any dirt on that grave no, yet? Not yet. Not yet. We, we don't count. The <laughs> they've, West. they've gotten hot. Watch out for those Lakers. One more time, <laughs> if you haven't had the opportunity, I want you to watch the highlight of LeBron James dunking on Kevin Love. And tell me that that did not look a, like a glitch in CGI. the Matrix. <laughs> right. The way that he elevated, I it just didn't look real. Great. It the, didn't. I thought it almost looked like when he collided with Love, he got a little boost from him because he went up again once they made contact. It was weird. It felt like an <clears throat> NBA jam. Right. He's on fire. We are welcoming Houston. Arizona, Villanova, and Michigan to our friendly confines. Let's look at who's coming. The tournament is just around the corner down at beautiful AT&T Center. Let's talk about who we're hosting and who we should be rooting for as the regionals arrive. Hold on tight. Coming up next. No more Maury. An era has passed. Though here at the San Antonio Sports Star, we're going to help you muddle your way through with Paul Feinbaum. The end of an era, Maury Povich is done. Baby daddy's rest easy. We'll talk about it next here on r r in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Here on San Antonio Sports Star, we call this show R&R because his name's Rudy. My name's Rob. Well, it's over, Rudy. What's over? The Maury Povich Show. You! 30 years. R! Of Trash TV. Not! The father! He's going to conclude his show in September after 31 years on air. But there's good news. What's the good news? They have developed enough trash, enough garbage, <laughs> that they could live on in perpetuity. Maury could be the Gilligan's Island of I, dysfunction. I have to. I would love to sit down. I would love to have in studio, Rob, one or two of the people that kept that show on air. Meaning, I'm talking about the people that consistently watched. That, like, y'all know what's going on. Like, I just want to ask them. Like, are you really entertained by that? Like, what can, what brings you back to Maury every day? Like, you know what's going to happen. You know it's, You know those are paid actors, right? Those aren't real situations. I don't know, man. Those aren't real situations. Those are paid actors. Just what? Like, just like the show Cheaters. I had a couple of buddies that got paid by Cheaters. Cheaters was what? paid. Cheaters after a while. Because you run out of... You run out of baby mamas and daddies. You run out of people to film. We well, got thirty years worth. There's my. I had two friends that got paid by cheaters to, to cheat go, or to go act like they'd been cheated. Act like they're cheating and filming. Like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this. 
So I know that the Maury show had to be There's paid money out. in that? Yeah. Well, man, we got us a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that Maury, those are real people, right? Yeah, Mike, exactly. I mean, when I heard Maury was retiring, I thought, well, I thought, I thought, there thought were he reruns was already retired. I thought those were reruns at this point. I didn't know it was still, like, new shows. But you got to be, for guys of our age, we did live in the heyday of the talk show. You, we got to see it all. Jerry Springer, baby. But you know what's sad, Rob? Maury started off as a real show. Yeah, he was a smart guy. And then this thing caught wildfire, and he had to run with it because the checks were too big. And he wasn't alone. I mean, think of all. He's Who still else? here. Who else? Give me well, some Remember more. the glory days you had Geraldo, where there was oh, always a riot? You remember when he got the chair thrown and, and broke his nose? got beat up by the Nazis. And then you had Maury Povich with a baby mama. Uh, Jerry Springer with the Jerry fights. Springer, who had all of it. Uh, then uh, you had the Sally Jesse, the Sally Jesse Raphael. Oprah. You had the Oprah. You had, uh, well, we got to go to the OG, Phil Donahue. You had uh, Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. Oh, oh Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. Um, we there's more. We we're just now beginning this. Uh, the uh, I can't remember her name. Sonia. There was the Sonia show. I don't remember so. Uh, Ellen's still rolling. Ellen. Well, she was kind of yeah. She's Ellen. New. Yeah. There was the the one where the girl, the guy, ended up getting murdered. Uh, that show. What? Uh, well, I forget her name. Where they had one show where there was a secret love between best friends, and one of them happened to be gay, and the other guy came out and told him he was in love with him, and he went home and killed himself. Uh, Rosie that that show. had a show. Rosie right? had a show. Rosie. Think of all the garbage we have been able to watch over the years, and you wonder how we landed where we are today on Montel. Montel. Oh, Think of Montel. the glorious years we had of utter trash. Didn't Montel fight somebody too? I think Montel got in a fight with the racist. Oh, I, that wouldn't shock me a bit. I remember, yeah, I think he got in a fight on his show as well. He still looks the same, by the way. I saw him recently on Jenny. That was Jenny. Who's Jenny? Jenny, Jenny was the one where I think that Jenny who? It was Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. That was the one where the murder happened, I believe. Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. I'm having trouble remembering her. It was Damn, basically we, what peeled the scab back to the ugly we American. We did have a lot of sh talk shows. And look, and you figure we were subjected to that for four hours a day, every day, for every unemployed or night shift worker. <laughs> you wonder how we got here. Or stay-at-home mom. Stay, well, yeah. That's, you know, Ricky Lake, dude. Shout out to Hairspray. That was a good movie. Hair, hairspray? Did you I like Hairspray? hairspray. And I don't even like um, musicals, What's but that guy's I dealt name? with Hairspray. The guy that made those movies, John. It'll come to me in a second. We're going to be joined at 930 by a good friend, Primo Processing. They're out in beautiful, well, they're west of us. They're in Hondo, Texas. Anybody who's a hunter has probably taken the, something to Primo, gotten their, gotten their uh, I was going to say kill, but I don't like that word. Yeah. Gotten their harvest process. There, go. there you go. Anybody who's been to Primo knows that they are by far the best processing plant anywhere. They have got a variety of packages that are going to be available to San Antonio. You don't even have to go out there. That They'll send them to you with their cured meats that are just spectacular. We'll have Josh join us from Primo at 930. Kind of get, I want to introduce him to everybody, and I want to talk about what he's doing because it's really extraordinary. For those that are on a keto lifestyle, you're going to want to pay attention to this. For those of you on a weight loss program that you're avoiding carbohydrates and you're looking for something to kick in and help your diet, or if you're just a foodie like me and want to try something and impress your friends with interesting meats, Josh from Primo Processing will be here at 930. 
the coming back. Let's look at who's coming to town. We got big basketball games on Thursday and on Saturday. We're going to introduce you to our regional finalists right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R in the morning, hour three. And we're glad you're with us because every hour we get better. Too bad that 10 o'clock hour we don't broadcast. That's the best thing we do all day. Agreed. You should hear us from 10 to 11 sitting in here. This hour we're going to look at uh, who we've invited to town or who's coming to town for the party. When you're having guests, Rob, Mm -hmm. you have a guest amount of time, no family member, whatever. Does it get crazy around your household? Because my wife gets insane when we're going to have someone staying with us. Like, she has me cleaning stuff that's, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, then we got all the manure and cow mulch, if that's a thing. Have we gotten everything out of the AT&T Center before our guests have we, arrive? Have we cleaned did everything we, up? Did did we the get the smell? out? Because, see, when the Spurs come back from Rodeo Road Trip, they're used to that smell. It's like, hey, this is what it is. It's after the rodeo. But we have guests coming. Yes. Did we get the carpets cleaned? Did we get the floors buffed? Did we get the smell out? Have we gotten the smell of the rodeo out of the AT&T Center before Arizona, Houston, Villanova, and Michigan arrive? And we're, we're, the funny thing is, I up until even today, it didn't really register that it's at the AT&T and not me the either. I, the whole up until I was yesterday years old mm-hmm. when y'all told me that it was not at the dome. Which was shocking because I thought that was our draw. Like, you go and stay at the Grand Hyatt, and you walk to the Alamo Dome as a team. Like, that's our thing. Like, And you can eat. The coaches have bars. Oh, you can park your car and not get you in. You can so you go head to the shopping. Airport. You don't have to do anything. Once you're at the Grand Hyatt, you never have to get back on the bus. So when, I, when y'all told me it's at the AT&T Center, I was like, say what? Which isn't far from the Hyde, it's Grand Hyde, but still, it's not a bus ride across the street. Right. The uh, shuttles are going to be busy. The shuttles are going to be busy, so. Well, you're going to be down at Legacy Park over at Pinkerton's watching the game on big screen TVs anyway, so you're not going to want to head down. Good point. Because we're going to be there all weekend. Even come out and hang with a hangover. Hangover will be broadcasting live on Saturday from Pinkerton's. Who's the hangover? I don't know. never heard Who of those guys. I'm, never, I'm kidding. I'm Come kidding. support Jack Thompson. James Pleasure. So we are invited. Uh, we've invited Arizona and Houston. That's going to be game one on Thursday. Arizona comes in as the number one seed and certainly looks like a definite title contender. Houston, on the other hand, came in as a five seed, but even their BPI told us they were more of a two seed. And here we sit. We saw the Wildcats take on TCU. TCU played the game of their life. Arizona survived on the backside of... Uh, Man's name is Benedict Matherin, Ben Matherin, mm. Canadian by birth. Let's hope San Antonio Spur by profession. That guy looked like the best player in college basketball the other night against TCU, and he was paired with a shot blocker named Christian Coloco. Did you see any of the game? No, I don't know. I, well, if I I did, I just don't remember that name. Coloco. Again, this is the year of the names. <laughs> Benedict <laughs> Matherin and Christian Coloco gets better. <laughs> So they they have a power forward. His name is Azulis Tabilis. So their starting lineup includes, and I kid you not, Benedict Matherin, Christian Coloco, Azulis Tabilis, and Umar Balo. 
That's all words that are names at the same time. We got bancheros. We got a banchetto playing in the Northeast. Do they have a wolf? They don't have a wolf, and neither does Travis, evidently. This was one of those, for all you Houston fans, this was kind of a worse nightmare kind of scenario, but this is what you got. Who would you give the best guest room to? Oh, the, the Wildcats. Arizona? Yeah. There's Blue Bloods here. How dare you treat the Spurs of the NCAA that way? How dare you disrespect Villanova like that? They're the real Wildcats. They're they the Wildcats that are. have won something recently. And that's game two as Michigan plays host to Villanova. Now, Michigan made the news. We all know what we saw when their head coach. Uh, what did the five fingers say to the slap? <laughs> <laughs> But what we failed to remember about this Michigan team was when we saw that game that they lost, it was because Hunter Dickinson, their big man, was not playing. Right. And Hunter Dickinson for Michigan makes a huge difference. You combine that with Eli Brooks, the fifth-year senior who carried him through the last couple of games, Michigan is a definite threat, definite threat hmm. to take down Villanova. Now, Pledger said it, and I tend to agree, the team that is playing the best in all of this regardless of division or or uh, region, is Villanova. As they always did. That's why they're the Spurs. You just, uh, you just like, damn, they're good again. Colin Gillespie. Another. He's been there for like seven years now. Gillespie. <laughs> okay. And yeah. they still have an Archidiacono on that team. I thought we drafted that cat, but they got another one. And Jay Wright's here for, he's going to be looking at houses. I yeah. hope so. You got him as a Spurs candidate? I think he is a definite likely possibility. As a, as, a, as someone to replace Pop? Yes. He was on Pop's staff with Team USA? I think Quinn Snyder is the most likely candidate if he was to ever finally leave Utah. I don't want Quinn Snyder. But I, I still put, if it was me, and I hope the Young Holtz and the Dells and everybody else that's bought into the Spurs are listening, you got to talk to Bill Self or Jay Wright. Rank them. Who, who, who do you prefer? Personally, I, I prefer Bill Self. Is that because he has a working relationship yes. with RC? Yes. Okay. And I, I I think I like, well, more than that, Jay Wright is a college basketball coach that coaches college basketball. He doesn't recruit NBA players. He recruits basketball players and makes them NBA players. There's a difference. Calipari recruits NBA players and makes them better NBA players. Jay Wright goes and gets guys and makes them great college basketball players with a skill set that will transfer or translate into the NBA. Two very different things. Bill Self is more about taking NBA players and making them NBA players. And I think that's kind of the kind of guy that the Spurs might be looking for. Understands the NBA talent, that's understands how to define it, refine it, and make it better. Uh, Jay Wright's more of a program builder. You know, he does every little thing. Every T is crossed. Every I is dotted. Not that Bill Self isn't, but it's the type of athlete that Self has consistently recruited and turned to NBA player as opposed to what Jay Wright has done. That's the only difference to me. Both of them would be extraordinary coaches. Not Im- not immediately successful because no college coach is, but uh, they would be. I would like to think that they would get the platform to kind of grow. But that's, Great take. It's another story for another day. Yeah, so what are, are the, I think Arizona's going to come out of our bracket, and I think Arizona right now is playing as as has the most talent, even though they're not playing as well as Villanova. I do see a Saturday game where we get Arizona playing Villanova and what could be triple overtime. Wildcat on wildcat crime. Wild, it could be a wildcat crime ridden area. 
I'm looking forward to our guest. I'm looking forward to going to the games. I love, the, you know. We do this right. We do right. a good when job. When San Antonio has these things, uh, it's good to go out and support them. That's how we keep them. And it's the first time we've had an opportunity to really kind of pull the curtains back and let the sun shine into our pretty parlor as people come and enjoy it. So go downtown. Join us down at Pinkerton's. Hit the Riverwalk. Make this a celebration. We're getting ready for Fiesta. Don't cost nothing. Uh, get yourself into the game. Enjoy all the fans that are coming to town. We don't get this very often. Put on a good show. We're going to be joined after the headlines. Josh over at Primo Processing. Beautiful Hondo, Texas. It's God's country. Don't drive through there like hell. It's Cashville. I know, but you have to head that direction. I just want to say Cashville because that's the city I drafted. That's right. Cashville, we own. <laughs> you can't say you're from Cashville. Yeah, you San, Antonio. San Antonio. Hondo, too. You know what? I'm not doing this with you guys tonight. Why? So they you know, can't? trolling me. What, what, what do we do? That's I why dra- we drafted them. Oh, okay. Got you. My bad. Because we wanted primos. We wanted primos. Well, yeah, we wanted primos. It's from San Antonio. And you've cooked a couple of the things already. I have. I cannot wait to talk to Josh about some of the things I've cooked over the last several days. Because I've eaten some... I had, I had zebra. I, uh, I gave my brother some of the zebra jerky. He loved it. Yeah. And the buck sticks and the things that we've got available to those. Primo I, sticks. My, the primo sticks. Primo sticks. Um, my brother went through 80 pounds of primo sticks in a month and a half. What? Yes. Nice. Pledge is going to go through half a pound a day. He's going to join yeah. us in about 30 minutes. Pay close attention. We're going to give you an opportunity to try something that you probably haven't tried before. For those of you that are foodies, for those of you that are on the keto lifestyle, this is another alternative to kind of keep your uh, your lifestyle choices uh, without affecting your waistline. But first, let's get your headlines. It's time, finally, after much, much ado for, wait for it, the 411 and the 2 Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. All right, guys. New reports say Urban Meyer's final season with the Jaguars reportedly more toxic than we even knew. Those reports that surfaced about Urban Meyer's short time as the coach in Jacksonville paint a fuller picture, and that picture is all bad, guys. When Meyer was fired in December, no one was surprised, but between the team's awful record and the controversy swirling around him about a bar dance that he received from a young lady on the team's bye week. Well, the report from The Athletic says that Jason Jinks and Mike Sando uncovered that Meyer was unfamiliar with some of the best players in the NFL, despite having said that he'd studied up. Meyer said he conducted a six-month deep dive into the NFL, which included interviews with his former Florida and Ohio State players, as well as a study of the salary cap. But multiple sources said Meyer was unfamiliar with star players around the league, including 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel, Seahawks safety Jamal Adams, and Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald, a three-time defensive player of the year. This is a quote. Who's this 99 guy on the Rams, Meyer asked one staffer during the season, according to a source. I'm hearing he might be a problem for us. And reportedly, it only got worse from there. You didn't think this was that big a deal. I mean, he's coming from a college world. Is he supposed to know everybody? I mean, he was working for a college. He's working for Fox doing college games. Is this a big deal? I mean, it's funny. 
but is that a big deal to you, Rob? It's funny. Well, it's, it's hilarious, actually, but... It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Who's this 99 guy I, hilarious? I don't think it's as bad as it sounds. It sounds bad. Uh, it sounds awful. Yeah. But it, you know, it sounds ill-prepared. But uh, the, the problem with this whole scenario was, if he was coming directly from Ohio State, to, then I would say, yeah, I got you. You've been busy with other stuff. But then you... I had a six-month. Ex- it sounds like you just called your former players and was like, "What's good on your team? Who, who's?" <laughs> There's that, but there. What I, the takeaway from all this is just the arrogance that he had. Like I don't even need to know it. That's what bothers me. It wasn't like he didn't have time. He just didn't give a damn. Well, to, how do I put it? To me. It kind of speaks to the type of guy he is, because the only only way that people go out of their way to make you look this bad is if behind closed doors you maybe not be that great of a guy. Because like, what what does it hurt help the athletic for Jinx and Sando to report this unless he's just like, you know what, screw this dude, he's a bad guy. Like he's already been fired. <laughs> Right, he doesn't have a job anymore. Why are we still trying to make him look bad? Other than the fact that we just don't like him. And I don't know Urban Meyer, so I don't know if he's a bad guy. It. You remember when this is off, but this kind of all plays in together. Remember before there was a Ted Lasso series mm-hmm. that it was a video kind of made in jest. Where the uh, a soccer team and you know had hired an American coach because he had been successful there and a coach can coach. Right. So Lasso sits down and goes, "Yo, when I coach there, only two things are going to happen: we're going to either win or we're going to lose." And the guy what? says, "Well, we could draw because we could tie." <laughs> okay, that sounds like Urban Meyer going, "You know, we're going to come and get po- play against the best football players in the world." Who's that ninety nine? We want the best in the world, Urban. It just sounds like Ted Lasso stepping into I, a bat. Like he doesn't know and has no reason to know. I'm gonna give him a pass on Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams ain't been good in a while. And then you know he kicked an Aggie. <laughs> he kicked an Aggie camp kicker. I mean, at the end of the day, guys down stretch, you walk over and kick an Aggie. That's enough. The man has already been fired. Why are we running by the pile and kicking him in and the? And I also hear he's a lousy parker. He can't even park his car. And you know another thing? He dresses funny. He you talks see? back to his mama. And he, yeah, he's the kind of guy. And he gets lap dances from road lizards. Gets... <laughs> Anything else we can say bad about this guy before he goes Dude. away? And he's got bad breath. Moving on. Damn, Urban. Headline one. At least he noticed the talent. At least he recognized it. Yeah, he knows his name. And other long overdue reports coming out. Major League Baseball letter to the New York Yankees about sign stealing allegations to be made public despite appeal. That's right. For all you Astro fans like myself, waiting for the book to come undone on the Yankees, a letter detailing the 2017 investigation into the New York Yankees will become a public document over two years after a federal judge ruled it should be unsealed. Rob? Oh, no. I'm going to... Is this that... So I guess if they're making this be unsealed, then this means it's bad, right? Well, they you have to assume that somebody wants to read it really, really badly. I mean, if you're the Astros, you want it to come out. 
So you could be like, see, we told you we weren't the only ones. And if you're the Astros, this makes more for your case that that's not why you won. Because like you could say, if I'm an Astro fan, I could say, look, the Yankees were doing the same thing. They didn't win a World Series. I'm also so looking at these like, loudmouth Yankee fans like Wookie coming at me. <laughs> yeah. So well, stealing signs doesn't guarantee you a, t- a title. No. So point Astro fans. I'm I'm stuck here because I hate the modern what about. I hate the what abouts. This is where why our country's falling apart right now mean? because we use the what abouts to justify yeah. our actions. When our actions are wrong, your actions are wrong, we're all wrong, but we go, well, what about you? You're doing it, so so can I. What the Astros did was wrong. It was. It was wrong. It wasn't immoral. It was just wrong. They went against a rule. And the, the common argument was, we're all doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, this will prove that. I don't think it makes anything better for anybody because they're all wrong. They're not immoral. They were just going to try and win a football or a baseball game. But I wanted to come out so it will kind of, we all will understand the, the playing field that they were Everybody's all on. Everybody's cheating. Well, see, I don't like the whatabouts. I don't, I'm not going to fall on that. Well, we were cheating, but so were they. I mean, I this don't is, like that. This is just the the next iteration of the steroid era, though, right? Well, that's the problem. But this is a legit whatabout, Rob. I know you hate whatabouts, but this is a legit one. Well, if you're all doing it and it's all wrong, does that make it right? No, but only punishing one or two people when everyone's doing but it no, is wrong. Not necessarily because of. A hundred cars are going a hundred miles an hour on the highway. Only one gets caught. State Trooper can only get one of us. Right. And they they got caught, but it doesn't make what the Astros did any better. They didn't get or caught. Any worse. Somebody blacked. Well, there's way, a they got caught. Well, there's, you got caught. <laughs> and wh- whether the and I, I I have it on, I have no doubt in my mind that not only did the Yankees get caught, so did the Red Sox. They got caught. Their guys yeah. did. So it doesn't make the situation any better. It just makes it more understandable. You're all wrong. That makes the Astros any better. But the Yankees and the Red Sox didn't win titles. No. So but they tried. My point is, Dodger fan, that's not why you got beat. Right. Well, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. It's not. Yeah, I don't know. You lose a game seven at home. It's not about a trash can at home. What's the old pitch from the Rangers, the Korean kid? Um... You Darvish? You Darvish. It was like, man, they saw everything I was coming. Uh, the, I don't That's know what. Cheating. They knew everything that was coming. But they did. They wrote that it. was on the road. I'm just saying. At that point, that's the legal sign stealing. You're not using a camera from home. I have yeah. a feeling they were you using something. You got somebody something. on second. We're going to find out that everybody was doing it and they were all wrong. I guess we'll see what happens with these Yankees. Moving on. Headline Zero. All right, Daylon Lillard is done for the year, according to Shams. Abdominal surgery he underwent earlier joins Zion Williamson. Also, bonus headline, the Missouri Tigers have a new basketball coach as the carousel continues as they are hiring Cleveland State's Dennis Gates as their men's basketball coach. Um, Dame, I kind of figured that, so I'm going to move to Missouri, Rob. Other than the money, which is a huge factor, which is always the biggest factor. If you're Missouri, this move to the SEC has really made you just totally forgotten about. 
Like we don't talk. Like if you're in the big, if Missouri's still in the Big Twelve, you've beaten Texas here and there because Texas is down. You you're competing against Baylor. Like you're still talked about. Like other than the money, well, like, again, that is the, the, the that's the biggest thing. Like it's not like A and M. We're talking about A and M. A and M is in the news. Like I forget Missouri exists. Mm-hmm. But did you know they existed before? I did. Where? When they were at the Big Eight? I mean, what at what point did you feel like they were part I just of felt a like conference they... that people cared about? It... <sighs> Drew Locke? Who gives a crap? <laughs> I mean, they, I gave more crap as when they were with us. I, I think that they were more among equals when they were right. in the Big 12. There we go. Because, they, you know, for every Missouri, there's also a Nebraska. Like, they did go to a big, a, an SEC. No, they started East faster than title the game. They went to a SEC title game. The reason Missouri is in the SEC is the money. Well, no, the reason the SEC invited Missouri in is they wanted to get to that those Midwest rooftops. They wanted a way into Chicago. That's why it wasn't a way into St. Louis. They wanted the Chicago rooftops. They, the SEC was trying to poach some Big Ten fans and thought they would bring in Missouri to kind of pull some of those fans out. And Missouri doesn't have a soft landing spot. They don't fit in the SEC. They're probably a Big Ten team at the end of the day. Wait, but there's too much money to be pulled out of the SEC. I just forget about them. And, and I, I, but I totally where forget. would they go that you would remember them? I mean, it's Missouri. They don't. They've never won at anything. <laughs> well, I mean, we're I'm being realistic. Missouri is no different than Wyoming, or I mean, fine institutions, I'm sure. But if you're looking for championships, recognition, you're not playing football in Springfield or wherever the hell Missouri is. Yeah, you're right. But they did I've just forgot. They about just them. chose. The, the last paycheck. I heard of them is Michael Sam. Right. Paycheck over recognition. And remember when they first joined the SEC, they brought in a pretty good recruiting class. If I'm not mistaken, at one point they Had brought in the number one back. wide receiver in the country. Right. A good running back. And we just talked about Malk. So they did get a bump back six, eight years ago, but... I mean, it's Missouri. I remember they had the kids from De La Soul's son running back. Now, they have a great broadcast school. You know, there's a lot of well, guys there's that. To I mean, <laughs> there is that. Brad Sham, your Dallas Cowboys, voice of the Dallas Cowboys, is a really big Missouri Tiger. He'll be the first to tell you. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. Let's talk cured meats. I know that's a conversation you didn't think you were going to have, but for those of you that are, well, I, I cannot wait to introduce you to Josh and Primo. Prom, prom, Primo, um, we'll be right back talking meats with uh, Primo Processing out of Hondo, Texas. You're going to enjoy this. Don't go anywhere. This right. is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and uh, 103.3 FM. It's like breakfast tacos with the hot stuff. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. It's R and R in the morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. James Pledger driving this boat all the way till ten o'clock. Had a, a chance a couple of weeks ago to go back out to a place I've been many times. Primo Processing out of Hondo, Texas. 
had a chance to walk into their meat market. Now, for those of you that are unaware, Primo Processing, they've been around for a bit. They, they process my, uh, my, my brother's deer for years. So I've been eating Primo Processing meats for a long time. I didn't know much about them, but I had an opportunity to go meet them. I'd like to welcome on a show, a new friend, uh, a new friend of the show and a new friend of mine. Josh from Primo Processing, sitting comfortably there in, in Hondo. How are you doing today, Josh? Doing good, guys. Doing good. Good morning. We're glad to have you aboard, sitting comfortably there in the in the processing room. So, first of all, before we get going, explain to me exactly what you do for those that have not had to deal with a meat processor. You've all dealt with them. You just didn't realize you had if you've ever had any meat on your table. So, talk about what you do for hunters, uh, for the domestic beef, and all the stuff that you guys guys have coming through Primo. So we uh, we started this facility as as a wild game facility, and it's still the mainstay of our business. So. All of your fall months were, uh, we kind of start coming on in September with dove season and, and all the hunters coming into this area with exotics. And then we kind of flood into October, November, December, and Texas has such a long season all the way through February. And then it, with the whitetails and the native game, and we pick back up all the exotics there afterwards. And, and then in the uh, spring and summer months, we do our custom slaughter here to where we have the, uh, we're doing mostly beef but we do a, we do a lot of hogs um, sheep and goats as well so uh, we, can, we also have the meat counter the meat market so we we're really a if it comes to meat, we're a, we're a full service processor and take care of things to, specifically to your needs. Well, one of the great things about Primo is it feels like a family when you walk in there. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's around there. So tell me about how Primos came to be. So there was uh, four friends that just kind of got together. We were actually doing a lot of these things prior to turning it into a business. So we were we're getting together, we're making the sausages, we're making the burger, making summer sausage in, in David's barn here. And we were just doing it for ourselves and a group of friends. And here we are now, just kind of got to talking one night and it it has it uh, drastically evolved. And we never realized that what the potential of it was. And we've grown drastically. You certainly have. We opened the doors. March 2019 is when we opened the doors here. So... He is Josh McDaniel, and he is one of the partners of Primo Processing yes, out in Hondo, Texas. And four buddies got together. Now, anybody, not anybody, but a lot of people can process their own deer. You can go get it cut up and freeze it and cook it however you like it. But what the, what has separated That's you... That's how we started. Yeah, and, but what separates what you guys do is what you do to elevate that meat that has been processed. And what right. the reason that is, I have gone back so many times is it's easy to to, to drop your, your 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 animal off, and you never know whether you're getting your meat back or not. <laughs> you know, you're getting meat back. It might be yours. It might not. When you go to Primos, you know it's yours. You guys have processes in place that the animal that you take in is the animal you're going to take back, which I, I love. But what you've done above and beyond that is taken the meat. There's somebody in the four of y'all that has taken that meat, that, that exotic meat, the venisons and all that, and elevated it with your sausage and the like. Who's the brain? Who's the guy behind that? Who's the guy that said, okay, we so can do all, more? So all of our sausage recipes actually come from David's family, and those recipes date back to the late 1800s. Wow. So we have some really old school recipes on our, on our smoke link sausages and any of the any of the products that are marked, uh, like our Primo pan sausage is an old, a very old recipe. Um, the dry sausage and the Primo sticks as well are those recipes. Uh, the summer sausage is a little newer recipe. Um, and obviously the chorizo breakfast blend, Ooh. those things are newer recipes on the block, but touching back on giving 
getting your individual animal back, you know, there's a lot of processors that, that they claim that they, they're doing that for you. And Fair I enough. just like for somebody to say, show us, you know, right. when a customer mm. goes in, prove it to me. It's easy to say those words, but I don't have a problem with any customer. I, I love the discerning customer who comes in, who, who wants that quality. And they want to know, and I can show them right here. Look, this is every single order separated in sausage, in burger, in your steaks. Every order is going to be your animal coming back to you. And, and it's tough to find somebody that will truly give you Absolutely. your meat back Absolutely. In, a, in a small batch of sausage. But we, we have figured out a way to, to make this work. We were told it wouldn't work uh, doing the volume that we do, but we still run every order individually, and we always will. Every order is individually. It's going to be your meat, whether that's on the wild game side or on the custom slaughter side. What would you say, Josh, are the probably maybe two or three of the most popular items at Primo? Like the two or three that you know, no matter what, the people are coming to get it. Uh, our dry sausage is very, very popular. And our dry sausage is most companies are doing dry sausage now through an oven where they're cooking it. Um, there is some dehydration there, but they're cooking it. And we, again, going back to those late 1800s recipes, uh, we actually smoke and have designed drying rooms where we're truly curing and drying that sausage to where uh, it, it's not a cooked product. It is a truly cured product. Gotcha. And the, the dry sausage is very popular. Um, our chop steaks are very popular, and a chop steak is whether it's in beef or whether it's in venison, it's going to be a 50% venison or beef or 50% pork. It's seasoned a little bit heavier than our sausage. It's run through a patty machine and bacon wrapped. It is Ooh. phenomenal. It's a very popular product to throw on the grill. Uh, you can eat it like a gourmet burger. I like to mix a brown gravy with some uh, Rotel. Mix that up. You've got a brown tomato gravy to put over those steaks. And, and our jalapeno cheese and chili pekin and cheese smoked link sausages are also mm. extremely popular. We, this is next-level stuff, guys. Primo Processing out of Hondo, Texas. And this is why I wanted to have Josh McDaniel on. He's one of the partners out, out there that started this thing back a couple of years back. And it's really exploded because of the quality that's available. And for those of you that head west and had a chance to leave San Antonio, head out to Hondo, you need to head out there and see what Josh is talking about. Get access to, to the meat counter and see what's there, but also see the process behind what's going on. Because this is a huge organization that is right in the middle of Exotic USA. If you're looking for exotic meats, if you're looking for things maybe a little bit off your normal your normal dining uh primos is the place to go because they have access to it not only do they know what they're doing but they can tell you how to cook it and that means so much for those of us that are first getting started i had a chance to go out to primos and i picked up a couple of packages i did some had some water buffalo uh, i had some niala which was extraordinary and uh, some zebra they were done in the patties and things like that that's something i would have never eaten unless i had taken it down myself or i'd been to primos and that's one of the reasons you want to stop yeah. by when you head out there but let's talk about what's available to our listeners now we've talked about all the, so, the, the different jerkies and things that are available and josh you put together a pack that we're calling a star pack that you can get online with free shipping let's talk about this absolutely so we've put together some packages um it's a variety of product that we make here. It's, it's a sampler product. There's some mm -hmm. dry product in there. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know what all's in there, but it's a little, it's a little bit of variety. We got some jerky, some chunk jerky, uh, just all of these great products. And I want you guys to try this. It's a great sampler pack. And this is where I want you to go.
Just first of all, I want you to remember Primo Processing. If you remember that, you'll find them online. Primo Processing, you can hit them online and go directly to their website. If you need to know it exactly, it's primo-processing.com. That's all you need to remember. That's it. And you can go to the website. Yeah, you'll Rob, s- I want to... Go ahead. I wanted to touch on something there, like when you're mentioning the exotic game. Now, we do not sell the no. exotic game out of the market. No, you don't. So that's all Hunter Harvested. But if I have samples of a lot of those products, I'm happy to share with yeah. those samples. And, and try some of these wild animals. You know, the, nobody ever thinks of zebra as being a good-eating animal. They're phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, zebras, nyala, kudu, wildebeest, we, we usually have lots of variety here. And come by, and that's why I want you to go there and try that and see what we're talking about. You get an idea of the elevated quality of the meat because at the end of the day, it's how it tastes. At the end of the day, it needs to taste right. And we're talking about old world recipes coming from the, you know, the golden triangle of deer hunting in Texas, right over there in Hondo, Texas, that you can have delivered directly to your house. All the great sausages that are put together. For those that are living the keto lifestyle, you know you're carrying that stuff around with you right now. For those of you that are looking for an elevated charcuterie board that are hosting somebody, you want to have something that is specific to Texas, you're not going to taste anything more Texan than what's coming out of Primo Processing. So I want you to go to the website. Now, Josh McDaniel is going to be part of our show for a bit. He's going to be back up here on Friday. And between now and Friday, I'm going to cook up some of these things. And we're going to talk about one of the things that we that I'm doing. And I'm going to bring some of the great sausage up to the, the studio here on, third, on, on Wednesday, tomorrow. And we're going to cook it up here so we can talk about it. But first and foremost, to the star listeners, I want you to go to the website. Go to primoprocessing.com. There's a dash there. Check out the pictures there and see what we're talking about. And on a day trip this Saturday, Sunday, head west. Head on, take that beautiful drive out there and go uh, and see the meat counter. You're going to see what I'm talking about. And you'll want to go there once, but you'll never have to go back there again. Once you go there and you see what you've got, they'll, they'll FedEx, they'll send stuff to you without shipping costs to your home. So first things first, I want you to go to the website. I want you to join us on Friday as we go through this. Trust me, you guys are going to love this. The meat is great, and Absolutely. it's going to change your attitudes. Josh McDaniels of Primo Podcast Processing, stopping by today. He'll be back again on Friday. Josh, thanks for stopping by, man. We're excited about this. I'm going to go have myself a Primo stick here in just a minute. Appreciate you, Josh. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Enjoyed it. What, what are your hours, Josh, or is it online? Uh, our hours are online. We're uh, Monday through Friday, we're open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. And then on Saturdays, we're open 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. Primo Processing. Thank beautiful. You. Beautiful Hondo, Texas. That's Josh. You'll be back again on Friday. Man, I'm telling you, I'm so excited about Thank this you, because Josh. one of the things that I you've told, you've seen from us over the last couple of years is, you know, there's few things in life that you can really enjoy. Standing over a grill is something spectacular. But when you get to to, to kind of adopt something that not only is healthy but also maybe someplace something you might not have thought about and how many of us have walked into an heb recently and seen the outrageous oh prices of i mean how many of us have grilled so long that we're looking for something different primo processing outstanding go check them out and we're going to put a bow on the show look forward to a full day of sports halftime in the blitz hold on tight r and r in the morning continues here on san antonio sports star esp and am 1250 and 103.3 fm <laughs> This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Yep. So, uh, last night, Monday... No real. Did you watch any of the uh, the ladies' tournament highlights? 
I see. I've been banned from uh, sports until uh, Thursday. She's like, look, you got enough. You drugged me. <laughs> I'm serious. That's, that's kind of the conversation I had last you, night. You had 10 hours while I was drugged up in our room to watch basketball. Tonight we're catching up on the show. So what show did you catch up on last oh, night? Oh, man, I'm still watching that stupid. Uh, what? The Great. There's there's a season two. I didn't realize it. Oh, The Great. That Something about the Russian. I'm, I'm out. You've checked out. Yeah, I, I, see, yeah, last night wasn't a, wasn't a good night. I... For those of you that, um, I live on the same property with my parents. They live in a house, I live in a house, but we live, well, I, you know, see them fairly. Uh, acres. Yeah. And uh, for the longest time, my mother has been wonderful. She would cook a couple of meals a week and invite us over. Yeah, you've been telling me this for yeah, the it's been longest. Great. it's I, I, I've been, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You never know what you're going to eat. You just walk in and it's like, wow, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if, over the last couple of weeks, those meals have kind of gone away. She stopped cooking for you? Yeah, and I walked over yesterday just to see. You know, I know last week was was spring break. My father's a professor over at UTSA, so they, they had spring break. And um, she just said, you know, don't worry about it. I'm not going to be cooking, and, and that's fine. And the week before, there's other stuff. So we're, I was wondering if, you know. Is this the something, end? Something. Are little, you worried? I am. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I mean you're I, only 55. And I, yeah, well, I know. <laughs> and I, I don't want to ever sound like I, I expect it because I sort of don't. I know I'm blessed. Right. But. You've gotten used to it. It's maybe maybe a just to let me know. You know, should I? Because so, I don't want to say, should I defrost some meat tonight, Mom? I, mean, I don't want to be that. I like to be, but I don't want her to think she has to on the same but time. You know what, though, with moms, sometimes with moms, maybe she wants to hear from you. Well, that I you think want so. It. Well, I, you know, maybe I think she, she knows to... when I show up at like 5 30 looking around and like, uh, uh, notice the uh, kitchen's not fired up in there. So you walked in there yesterday. There was no smell. There was no. There's no cooking going on. And I'm again. I'm not gonna. I, if you don't want to cook, that's great. I understand. In fact, I'll cook for you. But you know, you get used to it for a while, and it just kind of dries up. Ask her, man. I think she wants to be. She wants to know that you enjoy. Oh, it. and I do enjoy it. Tell her. I try to let her know. In fact, we have a deal. You cook, I'll do the dishes. That's a great. We, deal. Uh, she cooks. Now, if I had uh, my family that, takes over the dishes. If I had somebody that would do my dishes, isn't that ninety percent of it? That, right? That's ninety five percent of it. Because the cleanup when I cook sucks. I mean, I don't know how I managed to make things that dirty. Yeah, you need to say, hey, mom, you ain't cooked, man. What's going on? Like, you know, kind of laugh it off. Hey, yeah. mom, you ain't cooking. I'm missing those meals, mom. What's going on? Here's the real key to things. <laughs> is I got to get my sons involved. I got to get grandkids involved. Oh, you got to so bring them the, up. The grandkids go, oh. they call her Mia. Mia, you going to cook tonight? Yeah. See, I, I know the secret. Do you yeah. need a wild, starving pleasure to start rolling Maybe around? that's it. But <laughs> So last night, we were cooking for ourselves. What'd you uh, cook? Oh, nothing special. But I've, I found out something that's rather important. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're going to do corn on a baking sheet. Corn. Yeah, I was doing some like uh, Mexican-style corn on a baking sheet. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it kind of got away from me. And uh, the corn kind of got burnt into the aluminum oh. baking sheet. That stuff don't come off. It'll come off the no, baking not, sheet. How it's did there. you put corn into aluminum foil? No, it's not an aluminum foil. It was a baking sheet that I'd spread out to kind of crisp it up. It was kind of like... You're um, trying to do sexy with it. Well, I just let it get away from me. Yeah. And it burnt. You're watching The Great. <laughs> no. You forgot. AKA, you forgot. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot, forgot. Because I'm out of practice. I'm getting hungry for some uh, Primo sticks. Go to primoprocessing.com. See what I'm talking about. I'm looking at the website right now. Really, the the the, the sausage is old world like you would not have. 
What do you mean old world? Old. It's got that old. I, I, it's hard for me to describe. There's some. Okay. It is something that you can tell came from 1800s Texas. But you were highly impressed with the water buffalo. I I cannot speak. The highest compliment you can give is you wouldn't know the difference. That is a great. I mean, compliment. at the end of the day, you would not know the difference. If I cooked up one of the zebra with chili pekin, and I know that's a little off for a lot of people. Really, I understand. And it might be out on the outer yeah. realm of things you might want to try. But if you owe it to yourself to just try it one time, I don't think you would dislike it. Now, that's up to you whether. Now, all the sausages we're talking about, that's not exotics meats. This is all so straight up Texas sausage without exotics because they can't sell that. But go give it a shot. Primoprocessing.com. Uh, Halftime will be getting going today. It's Tuesdays with Teague with Michael and Menace. And don't forget about the Sorry. Blitz at 4 o'clock. I want to thank everybody for hanging with us today. Rudy and I, we got some tape to go check out. We're going to practice hard. We'll see you again tomorrow.